0: to episode 49 of the horror dads podcast i'm john joined by jamie and we're joined by our friend matt ryan tobin who is back from episode 13 with the revenge of maddie tobin what's up man what's up yo dude thanks for coming back we appreciate it dude thank you for having me i've been been counting down the the seconds
1: so have we like
0: creeps (laughs) (laughs) you know what's funny about this so uh Jamie always says, like, hey, dude, John, you got to do the intro. You're Johnny on the spot. Yeah. Last time we introduced uh, Matt, Mm -hmm. everyone's been giving me shit because Matt is. Was the the front man for one of our favorite bands of all time, Dead and Divine. He also sang in Ritual. Uh, But on episode 13, I was like, so we were so nervous to talk to you. I was like. Uh, well, um, welcome, uh, to Matt to- Tobin from Dead and Devan. <laughs> everyone texted me was like, "What's the name of that band again?" I've never heard of Dead and Devan, so haven't lived <laughs> that, that down.
1: <laughs> Did you deserve. Oh any-
0: man, that's funny. <clears throat> you know, so many people get my
2: have and have just miss like rearranged my my three names in the, in the wrong way. Like I give um, Gary Pullen, I give him shit all the time because first time we met. He, we were at like a convention and he walked up to me and I was like with my buddy there. And I was like, that's Gary Pullen. Like, you know, this is before him and I were friends and I was like, you know, big idol of mine. I was like, that's Gary Pullen. And then he's like, Oh, that's cool. And Gary walks over and he goes, Hey, Maddie, Toby, Ryan. <laughs> 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 and, I, and then my friend, and I was like, Oh, Hey Gary, I got to talk and walked away. And then my friend's like, he doesn't even know your name loser.
0: <laughs> oh, rat Mayan tubin, Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Natty Toby Ryan, I'm like what <laughs> those that. names, is just is just wrong.
0: Oh man! Well, we appreciate you coming back. But what's been going on, man? You uh, are a an amazing uh, graphic artist. Everything. B amazing musician. C great dad, and D greater dad to be. Because you got what? You got another kid coming, right?
2: Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Number number three is on the way.
1: Oh,
0: dude! You guys excited?
2: Yes, excited
0: how how far along uh is your sounded
2: sarcastic (laughs) (laughs) i felt it it sounded sarcastic but no yes excited i mean there's always that initial shock you know that Mm -hmm. you're just like oh here we go again you know what i mean but no, when you when you sit with yourself and you know you you know i look at my kids that are here now it's like what would i do if if they weren't here so you know it's um you know if, if they were they were never here so, yeah, super excited,
1: yeah, I remember finding out my wife was pregnant with our second kid, and I like <clears throat> was immediately so overwhelmed, even though we were trying, I was like did do did did I want this? I don't, and then you know, it was like, now I can't imagine my life without both of them, so I totally relate, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: so amazing um so so who? If you're if you're new to the show, we did uh, interview Maddie in a more comprehensive and nervous fashion back on episode thirteen. Uh, a, we didn't know what we were doing, and B, um, we were a little starstruck. Uh, but definitely, we, we've become you know buzzed with Maddie over the past a uh, year or so. So um, he has agreed to join us back on the show, and he's going to kind of do our intro stuff with us. So we always talk about what we've been what we've been up to and then we're gonna jump into our theme in this uh yeah what's our theme this episode's theme is it's a scary one because we're (sighs) we're approaching halloween so we thought it'd be fun to talk about the films that scare us most kind of as adults
1: yeah and i don't know about you guys but for me with this theme i kind of um it's not of all time i don't think i think it's more of like what scares me now yeah um because what scared me years ago doesn't necessarily scare me anymore. Uh, Different themes kind of trigger different things in me now than they did even five years ago. So um, I kind of went off like what has scared me recently.
0: Yeah. And that's sort of what I did uh, too. And and Matt asked us that question when we kind of like presented this prompt, he was like, wait now, or of all time, how are we going to approach this? So that's, that's sort of the, uh, approach that we took
1: yeah Um, because if it was all time like garfield's halloween special would be on there that goddamn ghost pirate was scary (laughs) as fuck
0: zeke the plumber crawling out of your (laughs) toilet to make you pay you know
3: (laughs) yeah
0: um so maddie gotta ask man uh we got a lot of fans of your music that listen to the show but have you been up, up to anything musically lately
2: um no not really to be honest um i just don't have the time you know i'm really busy with um with art and we're you know renovating this house that we live in now and and even though i got to give big props to my wife amber because she does 99.9 percent of all the renovations around here she's just really good at that stuff she really enjoys doing it and i think she prefers when i stay out of it <laughs> yeah. but um yeah. But yeah just just a lot going on and and, uh, I'm, I'm sure I probably said this in some way last time we spoke, but, um, it, you know, being a musician is, is, is all time consuming, yeah. you know, it, take, it takes a lot and it's, I'm like, you know, all or nothing type of thing. And yeah. just at the moment, it's kind of nothing like, um, ritual is, um, it's like comatose right now. I wouldn't, we're definitely not like never going to not do anything. The plan is to do a second record. Um, we're all, we're always working on it. Like I have, I have so many things written, like a lot of music I uh, right here in my office, set up the guitar and, and write when I, when I do get like a moment, like kind of when nobody's around and to myself and I'll work on songs and stuff like that. But, uh, lots of material there for new music, but it's just about finding the time to sit down and, um, and record it. Actually the, um, my, one of my best friends, um, Skylar Semenik who produced Ritual's last record, we produced that last record in our apartment and we lived together, we recorded the whole thing there, did the drums separately in Toronto at a studio. But, um, he actually provided me with a little, um, I don't even know what it's called. And this is so bad because like I was a musician for so long, so I should know what things are called. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's like essentially like, a, um, it's a box that I hook up to my computer that lets me plug in my guitar to the computer so I can record things properly and kind of send them over to him. And he can kind of, um, help me build songs and do kind of his stuff on the end that I can't do.
0: So is it one of these guys, like a Scarlet, uh I'll show you what it this is. is what I, this it's what I use for that. Right here.
2: He actually, he's a sweetheart. He actually bought it for me because he, he, I showed him some of the ideas. Like I just kind of recorded some stuff. I literally have probably 400 recordings on my phone. It yeah. just means ideas. I have some full songs and I sent him some recent stuff and he's like, dude, we got to get going on this new record he's like i don't care what happens but we got to make it so i bought you this so it's this thing it's an m audio oh yeah
0: an m audio yeah i used to use one of those in in college Yeah, right here
2: still still in the box i haven't set it up yet because he's supposed to come over he's gonna come over this weekend actually start setting it up so in that regard yeah i mean i'm making music but it's not like definitive like it's nothing like it's just messing around and seeing kind of what happens yeah
0: well, Sorry, a, that was a bit of a long-winded answer to you. No, question. man. I mean, as a motivator, we, we we can't wait. Um we already like uh what's in, in progress because uh simply by by nepotism of the of the impact you've had on both of us as as listeners and both of us as musicians, like uh we love all your stuff, man. So we can't wait to hear. it. Uh,
2: thank you so much. That means the means means
0: the world to me. Well you have no idea. Yeah, uh, we can't say enough, honestly. Also,
1: you have just been pumping out the killer artwork that terminator two piece looks whew.
0: oh thanks man yeah thanks. why don't you talk a little bit about the projects uh, you've been working on as of late
2: yeah well the the terminator one that dropped today um it's that's a kind of a funny story i actually um did that poster i think i i think i finished that two years ago i think probably around then damn and um, I uh, I had no, like, it had no purpose. Like, I guess I was kind of like, I just have this composition that I want to render. And I think it could make a really cool poster. And it's not my usual sort of um, veiled metaphor, sort of conceptual type of, you know, poster. It's pretty direct, but I just I just wanted to, like, kind of capture the moment and make it really dark and, and add some cool flair to it. Um, and I kind of shopped it around, actually, to be honest, with um, galleries and whatnot, just being like, you know, but you know, finding licensing. I I'll only release artwork that's licensed now. So, um, and it just kind of you know it's it got shelved and kind of tossed around this that and the other thing. And then, um, my friend Scott over at Plan Nine, we were kind of loosely talking. I mentioned that I had something, he's like, "Yo, send it over." So I did. He goes, "We'll make it happen." And I was like, "Cool." So, but you know, that's amazing. There's there is a, a part of me that was a bit weary just because it's it's kind of older. So like. I usually tend to hate things about a week after I finish them <laughs> after they get released. You know, you want to like George Lucas, everything you want to go mm-hmm. back and like fix things or change things up, you know, um, which I think is normal. But, but yeah, no, got a good good response, which I was very, very happy with because I was super nervous today when it was getting released. But um, oh, man. Yeah.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. it, it looks amazing. Yeah, uh, the, the, the ghost face for calling. Yeah, that wasn't me fishing or anything. I was just,
2: <laughs> just being honest.
1: You were saying, Jamie, um, the ghost face for Call of Duty is, whew,
0: man.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that was, um, I've been working with Call of Duty the um, last few years. Um, I think this is the, this is this the second or third Halloween event? I think it's the second Halloween event thing I've done for them. And then I did a couple other posters for their um I think special events like downloadable limited downloadable characters and maps and stuff like that. I I literally don't play video games, so I don't have any any idea how it works, but
3: yeah.
2: um, Yeah. They're kind of, they're, they're fun. They're very, very complicated posters that do though, because they have to be completely modular. So, which means that everything you don't see in the background of that poster has to be completely and fully rendered. Mm. Um, and you might never see it, but in case, um, the people of red Activision for, um, Marketing purposes need to sort of rearrange things to fit formats. All those things have to be drawn so that when they move, like, let's say, the operators out of the way, there's not just blank space. So Uh it's, like, triple the amount of work than what you see,
1: really. Yeah.
0: I mean, I I also don't play video games, but, like, looking at this poster, I'm going to start playing video games, I think, tonight. Yeah, but that's what you and I do. (laughs) We'll buy
1: a $60 game based on something like that and then never play it.
0: Yeah, no, we'll be like, oh, dude, it's going to be so good. Got to have it. Uh, yeah. Can't wait to do this. Maybe like this time next year, we'll, we'll yeah. have nine minutes together to do this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but it looks amazing. Very Thanks. Cool. Thanks. Any other uh, recent work that you want to mention or, or plug companies that you've been Ooh, working with? What has come out
2: recently? Um, what was the last one before that? There has been a lot. I won't lie. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's kind of weird because what happens is you'll get like this big block of work that you'll do in one fell swoop. And then you're not really doing anything for a while. And then next thing you know, it's like three months later and you have six posters all coming out at once. Yeah. So it, it, it seems like it's just like, like this, but really it's kind of like done in chunks and they just kind of happen to release that way.
0: The Monster, but, um, the Monster Land thing. Um, oh, yeah.
2: Monster Land. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that one was really tough to do because it's the first series, and they wanted to kind of capture the entire show, and it's, it's like an anthology series. I don't, have you guys seen it?
0: No, not yet, but I am in. Based like, off how this
2: disclaimer works. disclaimer, it's like really upsetting show, very um, uh, very bleak. <laughs>
3: like right.
2: I had to watch it obviously <laughs> to to do the artwork, and I was just like. <sighs> After every episode, I had to go watch, like, I don't know, like a, like a, a rom com after every episode of that show to kind of cleanse my palate.
1: That kind of goes with our theme the movies we had to watch for uh, this this one.
0: Oh, I will say right now, I'm depressed. I've had multiple evenings <laughs> over the past two weeks where I've had to, like, watch an episode of The Office before bed yeah. after yeah, watching yeah. something. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. 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 I do the same thing. Run run up the stairs really fast, too.
0: Well, I, that's I've got a good family antic we're going to hit on that involves that. <laughs> um, so uh, let's jump into our standard stuff before we talk about films. And we're going to we're going to cover nine films today. So we're going to each pick three and we're going to kind of go through a a round robin of uh, of our top three. Um, but before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. So, uh, Maddie, anything new horror related that you've been checking out?
2: Um, I just finished Midnight Mass. Oh, what'd you think? I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, I didn't know, I wasn't liking it for the first half very, very much. Um, but then in the end, um, I under, I understood the slow burn aspect of it. And I won't, I mean, I don't know if we're talking about spoilers here or anything, but, um,
1: oh, no, but yeah, I thought, was, I thought it
2: was really good. I, th- <laughs> I think I need to rewatch it again now. Kind of, um accepting why the first half of that show is the way it is um but yeah i thought it was great did you guys see
1: it
0: jamie have you started yet? so I'm, um,
1: i think four three or four episodes in
0: i think i'm two episodes and
1: um yeah no maddie you're you're right about that but i think that's just mike flanagan i think that's just his <laughs> hands on it you know the it's a yeah. style. Yeah, the world building and the character building that he does is second to none and it always seems yep. like a slog at first but then you're always so appreciative that he took the time to craft that because it, you know, in the end if you didn't have that it wouldn't be as impactful as it is. <clears throat> exactly. 100% I
2: totally agree with you. So
1: I can't wait to see uh what unfolds there. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's it's yeah, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very cool. Did you check out um I mean something Jamie and I went opening night. We mm-hmm. went and saw Halloween Kills. We Yep. We we told the wives we're we're doing this on Thursday night very late and we did it and we found uh <laughs> since COVID started that our movie theater was renovated and they gave us beers when we were there and we had yeah. popcorn Dick. and sour patch kids. Yeah, it was it was great. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was a good time. The but, wives
1: I don't think were very happy. Yeah. It's on Peacock.
0: We had to really like smooth it over. Like, oh yeah, we bought these in advance. We forgot. Yeah. They only had two seats of Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh did you check it out yet?
2: I did, yeah. Actually I went to go see it with Jason Edmiston, Gary Pullen, uh, Gary's wife Nicole, and sarah deck and her husband josh we all oh, went to oh this.
0: amazing man that's like
2: a yeah the canadian horror poster crew went the only yeah. people missing from um, uh, justin and Paige from phantom city they couldn't make it but um they were missed but yeah it was it was uh it was good man actually i, I won't lie i think it was because the theater that we were in had like big leather lazy boy recliners
0: yeah ours did and, too. Like,
2: in the first and like the first movie i've gone to in a while it was a late showing right And um, I made it. I was like twenty five minutes into the movie, and I started getting like the bobs. Oh no! Like just like like. Oh no! But it wasn't because the movie was bad necessarily. It was just I was just like it's dark. I'm lying down (laughs) like I'm in a movie theater. It's just like it's almost like relaxing being here, even though we're watching the movie that we're watching. So I kind of had to rewatch it the next day. But um, but I I liked it though. It's 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 got it's not without its flaws, but I liked it.
0: That's. I, I think we feel the same way, right? That's the exact thing I would say. Is I, I, I liked it. Can yeah. I guess? Can I actually
2: guess what it is that you guys don't like?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Please.
2: Is it the dialogue?
1: No. Uh, um. I mean, I haven't. I, I've. We've only watched it the one time, so I, I feel like it's the. <sighs> for me, it was a Tommy Doyle game.
0: Yeah, it's it, but Get I would that say that's here. linked to the dialogue too, because yeah. t- the Tommy yeah, Doyle yeah. character, Ugh. like I, I felt badly him, right? But that guy lives in Youngstown, Ohio. I swear to Christ, I, I
1: have no interest in that. Tommy Doyle was,
0: yeah. And I just, <laughs> we were super People pumped tonight. But the throwbacks, the Easter eggs, um, it was loved all that way better than 2018. Yeah. I think um, I do agree.
2: Watching and watching it the second time, I was like, dude, I'd watch this movie a third time, and that's already more than I can say about 2018. Yeah. Like, like uh, the movie's the first one's definitely not as memorable. I, I found that this one, especially, like, I wanted, like, the next day when I rewatched it, the first thing I wanted to see was those 78 callback shots, like, yeah. scenes. Yeah. I was, like, when that came on the screen, I remember I'm sitting next to Jason in, and Miston and first shot you see Michael, like, in the 78 flashback, Jason just goes, oh, fuck, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the whole, and kind of the whole theater was like that. Like, people were like, oh, like, because it looked good. It actually yeah. looked good it was filmed brilliantly. Like it was from 1978. Yeah. So I just I really wanted to see those scenes again, you know?
0: Yeah. And Loomis coming back was cool. Um, so oh, like, you we, and I, I think both looked over That was at each other. Yeah. yeah. And the, when the Halloween three masks resurfaced, I honestly think I love that. Jamie and I somehow High-fived. merged into one yeah. seat. I was like, wait, why am I on your lap right now? Hugging you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we dug that. Uh, yeah. So we checked that out. Also, uh I know we both checked out the new slumber party Massacre, Jamie yes, and I, sir. Um what'd are, you think? I enjoyed it, man. Like it it uh it was weird because um our last episode we talked with our 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 buddy Michael Potter and some new friends from the from the cast. <laughs> um and they kind of gave us a a sneak peek of what to expect and we talked to them before we actually saw it. Uh but it was like a mixture of Hey, I kind of knew what to expect, and also some stuff I didn't expect. So it was good. I really enjoyed it, and I was super thrilled to to see our buddy have such a prominent role. You know, yeah,
1: Michael, if you're listening, Brad. I'm proud of you. And uh, <laughs> it was it, it was so cool to see Michael in like a. I mean, that was essentially a starring role, right? I mean, he was like, yeah, that was the beginning a, and end. He was in that movie. That was a big time role for him.
2: That's wicked. Where did you guys, where did you guys watch it?
1: So it aired on sci-fi, the sci-fi network. I I think it was a sci-fi original. Uh, yeah,
0: it was, it was on sci-fi in in the States. I don't know if,
1: but sci-fi is a big deal for like Halloween time. Like they do the 31 days of horror. Um, so like for them to have that kind of opening on, you know, in, in America on sci-fi in the middle of October, that was fucking huge.
0: Oh yeah, Absolutely yeah and, and Remember when we used
2: to have cable like well it was called the it wasn't called sci-fi It was called something
0: else chiller channel pardon was it the chiller channel
2: no
1: no oh
2: man maybe it was know. called sci-fi maybe they just changed their logo i don't know but um yeah halloween was like that's the channel you tuned on for halloween they'd have all like the marathons like the Freddy marathons and and all that stuff yeah, we man. don't have cable now we haven't had it for years i wasn't wasn't able to see the Chucky series at all either because we can't, we don't get it here.
0: Oh, man.
1: Oh, well, yeah. I think that just started airing over here. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I also have mm-hmm. not. And John and I are new, newfound Chucky fans. Oh, yeah. We like, that was I, first. It's one, yeah. It's one of those where like we both grew up on it. And I think we both were kind of like, meh, this, this series is fine. I'm like a 30 year old man now. Like, I don't need to watch that. And then we did a franchise watch
0: through with um, the, uh, James Bullock, yeah, yeah. Human
1: Furnace. And, um, we had to watch the entire franchise of Child's Play. And I think John and I were like, that was the one we were least looking forward to, except maybe Saw. And uh, we both ended up loving. Like we were like, yeah, like the first four movies we fucking loved. I,
0: I bought oh. uh, like so many Blu-rays yeah. of Child's Play that I didn't ever thought I'd own. Yeah.
2: Child's Play 2 is the cinematography in that film is brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant the way that film was shot. John Lafayette who did that. That's so And then good. like the first one is... I will. I was actually this close to putting Child's the first Child's Play on my list today because it is terrifying. The shots are terrifying. Um, just it's just still a very very scary movie. Like there's no humor in that at all.
0: No. Brad Dorf is the real fucking deal too. He like is. he does such 100%. a good job. Yeah. His like
2: his anger in that first movie and that character is unparalleled. Yeah, it's I palpable. love him in
1: everything. Like I'll get a Brad Dorf tattoo <laughs> because I, I fucking it just says so his name. Brad like Brando. him and exorcist <laughs> three uh what was the name of the episode in um x files beyond the sea or beyond the sea the, yeah. yep that's it and then uh dude fucking deadwood don't even get me
0: started i can't believe you just dropped not only the x files episode but the name of it i'll sit on that chair with you again there we go god damn i love get it on this lap boy uh and then the last thing i want to mention i don't want to speak for both jamie and i but we had a lot of big releases over the past week and a half. Uh, the new—I know what you did last summer series. Did you check any of that out? I have yet? not. No. Oh, you've not, dude. I'm,
1: that honestly, I—I I don't
0: know. I don't know that I want to. So I'm—I'm I'm scared. Three episodes in. Oh, um, you are. Yeah, and it's. What do you think? It's fine.
1: Yeah. On a rating of, let's say, uh, Pretty Little Liars and Scream. In the middle. Or okay, so I, towards-
0: I. I have. <laughs> I have a colleague at work who's not really into horror, but he listens to the podcast. So, Nick, if you're listening, I love you. Uh, but he said to me, um, so, t- like, you know, what's the deal with this? And I was like, it's basically Pretty Little Liars. So, yeah, does that you answer go. your question? Yep, it okay. sure does. Um, so, I guess that hits what we've been watching. But, Jamie, what have you been buying, man?
1: Um, So, I just picked up... I've The one aspect of horror that I'm like not very well versed on is hammer horror. Okay. So I picked up this eight film, uh, hammer set from Amazon. It was on sale like 18 bucks. So I plan on running through those
0: pretty excited. Oh shit. Yeah. I also don't have much of a relationship with the hammer films.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few, I always dig them. Um, I just like, I've never really dug in. So I'm excited to like post Halloween. I'm not going to watch those like, like, Leading yeah. up to I have too many other things I need to do. Uh but like post Halloween, that's gonna be a good way to
0: like fight the SADs. You know, yeah, the SADs. The very sad sad are some stuff I've never seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh Matt, have you been buying anything horror related?
2: You know, not not really, not too much lately. I mean actually j- kind of how ha- just Halloween decorations.
0: Oh yeah. Um yeah.
2: like I was telling you guys before we started the show, like we, we you know, we moved here two years ago, but we've been under so much renovation that um kind of didn't really get to celebrate it last year like i took the kids out and they had a blast but like we weren't able to kind of decorate or do anything like that um so yeah i went and, and, and bought a bunch of stuff i actually picked up some stuff today some some headstones and some hands i can plant in the in the ground and things like that Nice, that's yeah we were this we were this close to pulling the trigger on that home depot 20 foot skeleton
0: <sighs> dude it looks amazing
2: this close like we we were going to one like I think my wife was at one day, but she was at a Home Depot not near here, and she was like, "I'll I'll pick it up today when we're out, and that'll be like our we'll buy just that one this year, and the next year we'll get some more decorations, because um, we have tons of indoor stuff, but nothing for the exterior. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but then she went there, and uh, they were sold out, uh, uh, and so.
0: Well, I. uh. I didn't buy these, but I received a really nice gift um, from a buddy of ours, uh, Julie Emmerich. She she made these tiny little. Um, I don't have them handy, Matt. I'd show them to you otherwise. Uh, I got them. I grab them. But yeah, she made these like she's really good with like a uh, uh, pencil and watercolor. Um, and she made these these nice they're they're tiny little things. I put them on Instagram, but she made this like. Uh, this Scream mask and this uh, Scream phone, too, uh, with watercolor blood. Oh, those look like watercolors? Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's so awesome. and um, That's she, nice. Yeah, she's become a buddy. Our, our kids are good friends, and she lives right up the street. So I'm super pumped to have those. I'm going to find a way to frame them uh, and get them down here. That's wicked. Uh, but the other thing, too, uh, Jamie and I both – I don't know if we mentioned this on our last recording or not, Jamie, but we did both buy the the cavity color spook bag, uh, which – i believe shipped this week oh so God, yeah. really looking forward to getting that and we'll do you probably, have it no i, didn't I got mine in. oh you did yeah dude what if mine's outside I slept with <gasps> it last night what if mine's on the front porch oh what if it is oh fuck sorry <laughs> <laughs> let's pause the recording <laughs> um but yeah so that that's what i've been getting going and scream factory has their uh shocktober sale going on i was talking to our our patreon and friend they uh, do yeah.
1: Oh, dude, I didn't even know. Dude, Chris Obert today, he sent me a screenshot.
0: He said, RIP to my bank account. And he, Honestly. Showed, he said he, he spent 100 bucks on like five movies, but they're all great ones. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Last time I did that, though, do you remember how long I had to wait for my. I don't, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm doing. I actually have no empathy
0: for you because you remember when I bought. The Burbs, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. did too, yeah, <laughs> and you got it in like a day, but I and bought then, mine from Amazon, exactly, yeah. and I was, was three weeks later. <laughs> you know the funny
1: part though is that most of those movies that I bought, I haven't even taken out of the plastic. Yeah, and you're like, yeah,
0: when's it gonna get here? When's it dip? I was pissed, and you're being like this snobby like uh, suburban mom like, <laughs> yeah. where's my fucking latte, Karen? And then it gets yeah. here, and you're like, all right, my latte can stay in the package for. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Well, uh, what are we wearing, boys? Uh, Matt, do you got anything horror-related on there? I can't tell.
2: Um, Again, no, but I do have something awesome, though, that came in the mail today from my buddy Jeff. This is the uh, Rucking Foughton. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Roadhouse Double Deuce. Oh, my
1: God. I didn't even know what that was. I'm hugging you right now, Matt, through the screen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got a couple of them. And I decided to put this one on today. It's very cozy, very very good quality, very nice print.
0: Yeah, yeah I love Huff and Fodham,
2: man. Their, their stuff's yeah. awesome.
1: Pain don't hurt. <laughs> okay. Jamie always tells <laughs> a story the story about It's time to not be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I will just I would, uh, trade uh, lines with you all night, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dude, I was a late bloomer on, on Roadhouse. Oh, man. I was all on right, my break. Back. Oh, here he goes. What's yeah.
0: that? I was
1: on my break. Please, <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> stay on it. All right, here he goes. The, yep. uh, Jamie's only gonna talk, in, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the rest of the night, <laughs>
1: it's John and Patrick. All right, what, me, what Jamie what you, Swayze? What are you wearing, Jamie Swayze? Uh, so I'm all decked out tonight, I'm just wearing a suit. Uh, Z- so, zip on oh, down. Yeah. oh, yeah, oh, matt yeah, wait on. till you see this. I'm wearing the uh, <laughs> nice. I'm wearing the band tee to the concert tonight, buddy. Nice. Yeah, so I have my ritual shirt. I actually actually if you want to see how I showed up today, I took it off because I didn't want to be a total nerd.
0: Oh, he's putting it back. He took his headphones off to get it back on. Uh, <laughs> nice. So
1: Matt was kind enough to gift John and I with some items, um, clothing items and stuff when uh, you were on the last episode, and, like, I've just been wearing this stuff since, so it's been a year. <laughs> it's pretty stinky at
2: this uh, point. I'm glad it's getting worn, man. That's awesome.
0: Oh, we, we appreciate it, me,
2: man. I tell me, what do, you, what do you call that hat? Uh, beanie. Beanie, yeah, yeah.
0: What do you call it? It's a toque. What? toque. what? the fuck is a toque? Like, how do you spell toque? Like, T-O-U-K, or? T-O-Q-U-E. Toque. Ah, mm. uh, so it's, is that French?
1: I don't even know. Maybe I've, <laughs> I've probably weird. I've probably seen that word and I've been like, "Oh, what's a toque? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like a total nerd." <laughs> what's I'll, a toque? I'll
0: have a dose de quiz, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah it's probably
1: French. That the Q U E on
2: the end makes me think that it's that it's um, français, oh, en français.
0: yeah. Well, thank you for the toques, man. Because we both wear them quite. I <laughs> wish I could have
2: sent you guys more stuff. My uh, our drummer lives like two hours away from me, and he has all of our merch and everything up there. And so I couldn't really go through it. And oh you know. man, well,
1: well, we appreciate. it. But you guys, uh, there's
2: there's a lot there. So if, if, if they get any holes or anything, you let me know, and I'll I'll send you down some fresh yeah. some fresh.
0: Do it. Do you want us to let you know now if they're holes? Because I think <laughs> they're holes. So awesome. No, no. We appreciate it, man. Seriously.
1: I also wore my joggers over here. My. Oh uh, yeah, your trick, trick or treat, treat. joggers. Yeah. I was like, man, yeah, I- if I get pulled over on the way here, like I'm going to jail on these things.
0: Uh, sir, it's we're we're uh, still nine days from Halloween. Why are you dressed like a carny?
1: Also, could you imagine <laughs> being thrown into like the general pop, like the G pop cell, dressed wearing like this? Yeah. yeah,
0: you'd just be beat to hell immediately. Uh, jail is not kind in the uh, the U.S. Uh, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I have on my I've got a couple things. I've got my uh, Cavity Colors uh, Every Day's Halloween um, hoodie on. It's like fifty two degrees here today. I walked up to pick up my daughter from school um, with my other littler daughter, who's not in school yet, and we just meandered home in in hoodies and uh, watching the leaves blow around. It was just such a nice, like fall experience. That's nice.
1: Yeah. yeah. Perfect fall day.
0: Yeah. Dude. Can't wait. And tomorrow I'm going to like leaf blow and smile the whole time. I'm oh. doing it. And yeah. Get a little, uh, devil and God raging inside you. Oh dude. Yeah. I'm going to have that going on in my ears. <laughs> yeah. 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 Can't wait. Um, but before we jump into some movies, let's talk about the family stuff. Uh, Jamie, you want to start family antic anything fun?
1: Yeah, so mine was going to be kind of a joint uh, thing for you and I. Like, a couple weeks ago, we had uh, my son's birthday was on a Saturday, oh, yeah, October yeah. 9th, and our buddy uh, Jason Tiberio from Columbus came in uh, to surprise my son uh, because it's like his favorite uncle in air quotes because he's not really his uncle. Um, like some more than me. and I'm his actual but, uncle. Yeah, definitely. Yep. But uh, John came over that night, and, like, the three of us stayed up late. We had, like, a male slumber party. It was a slumber party massacre there. Um we're all just in our boxer shorts, just watching horror movies, and it was a great time. We got drunk and
0: drunk on movies, right, John? I was leaving the house with a like overnight bag and my kids, and my wife was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm gonna, <clears throat> I'm gonna sleep over at Jamie's." She's like, "You're gonna sleep over at Jamie's?" And I was like, uh, "Yep, I'm gonna sleep over at Jamie's." And I brought all our podcast equipment. We actually, recorded- yeah, we did a.
1: Episode the next day. The Slumber Party Massacre yeah, Exactly, episode. yeah.
0: <laughs> the following morning. I didn't even uh, understand the irony
1: of that situation as I was in it. Yeah, well, there it is. Saying it out loud makes me think. And one other thing is I went to a pumpkin farm last week with your kid and my kids and um, <clears throat> never going again. Oh, I Two was not there Halloween. for that, yeah. yeah. I yeah. will not go to a pumpkin farm. It, I've never seen... Yeah. I've never been as uncomfortable in a setting that, like, I consider my setting. You know?
0: <laughs> I'm a 30% pumpkin kid. Get out of the fucking way, It's like please. if you yeah. go
1: to the library every Saturday, and there's, like, 13 people there, and you know them, and you're comfortable. And then, like, you go one day all of a sudden, and there's, like, 100 people in there. Like, and it's like, why are you staring at my books that like I look at? Joel Osteen's, <laughs> Joel Osteen's,
0: like, doing a book, oh book signing or yeah. something. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in my library? Um, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? The
2: library out of any place you could have picked.
0: I'm a big library guy. Maddie, what about you, man? Anything fun uh, season related going on with the family?
2: Yeah, yeah, a couple things. Um, yeah, we took the kids to um, like a pumpkin patch oh, nice. as well. They had the, the best time. We live where we live is um, in the Niagara region, just so it's close to Niagara Falls, but it's it's a lot of wine country. Mm-hmm. And, um, so because that there's lots of farms and there's lots of different places to get pumpkins, which is, which is great. So we took them there. They had a blast. We, we picked up like 20 pumpkins and gourds and all, all this stuff, you know, that's all on the porch and in the house now. Um, but your, your guys' hearts are going to break in a second, not in a sad way, just in a disappointed way. But so for years, like my kids, especially my daughter, Ava has been like obsessed with Halloween, like she loves spooky stuff. Like right from an early age, I think we talked about this the last time. Like she saw Nightmare Before Christmas when she was probably two, and she knew every song and she loved it. Lo- loves scary stuff, and um, Paranorman, Coraline, those those are the movies that they love. So, but now they're getting a little bit older, so they're they're kind of like not understanding things more, but like um, interpreting things like differently rather like taking more than just face value i think so we're like we surprised them after school and they were like hey do you want to go there was like a spirit halloween down the street from their their new school I'm like we'll take them to the halloween store and they can pick up costumes and we can get some more decorations and we told them they we're going to go there after school and they were like, like flipping out like they were super excited and i was excited obviously just to take them like i was like excited all day you know <laughs> and um and we take them, and um, it's funny because we even have a photo. We got out of the car, and, they're, and they see, like, the outside of the store, you know, the Spirit Halloweens with, like, the, the windows are covered with, like, you know, people in costumes and whatever, and they're losing it. They're like, oh, my
4: God. You
2: we know, And they're running down the parking lot, and we're taking pictures of them because they're super excited. And and sure as shit, we, we open the front door, and, like, the first thing they're greeted with is one of those animatronic clowns with, like, a sledgehammer. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And it's sitting there it's like, bah! and they <laughs> lost it. Oh man! Like the magic was gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they were scre- like terrified, like no, 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 no. And um, I felt so bad too because like they were so excited, but the whole oh. trip in the store, like they couldn't go anywhere near the animatronic stuff, like the life size stuff. They
0: there really one, like, souped it up this that year I too. My daughter was
2: especially scared of, and it was like a like a witch but it was like on all four, like like bent backwards, like walking backwards or whatever. Oh. And she was mortified, oh, right? So she like like clung to me and um, she's four, right? And they're um, almost actually five of January. And uh, so we had to go beeline it for like the costumes in the back and kind of stay where like the costumes were, you know, because they were so scared. And when we carried them out, she had to hide in my arms and bury her head in my, in my neck or oh, whatever. Yeah. And... Um, Once they were back there, they had fun. Like they saw like some of the decorations and masks and stuff. And that was okay. But, um, the life-size animatronics, they were not pumped. Yeah. And then when we're leaving the store, Ava says to me, she goes, we are never going to this store again. We're never (laughs) going to the spooky store again. That was not nice. Like this, right? My My heart broke so hard. And it kind of, and it kind of scarred her a little bit. Like she had, she had nightmares, you know, for a few days. after going waking up in in the middle of the night and everything right and um so yeah it was a little bit disappointing but you know you also realize you kind of forget to like you know i'm six feet tall so when i look at these animatronics i'm like they're like oversized toys but to my daughter who's like two feet tall (laughs) like you know these things (laughs) are terrible huge right and um so Yeah. yeah you know you kind of forget that like you know they're still little and and they don't really understand what they're looking at yet. You know, when they see these monster things.
0: But. yeah, we, we had an issue with that. Um, I don't think it was last year, year before last, because my daughter's just turned seven. Um, but she was having nightmares too. And she was like, there's this bloody clown. Like I see blah, blah. And she was like, she kept crying like every night. And my wife kept glaring at me. Like, yeah, I was like this. I didn't. And she was like, what do you mean you didn't? <laughs> what do you fucking yeah. mean you didn't? Your body is covered in these images like yeah. all this and I was like, all right, well, I'm culpable yeah. fine. I'm a part of this, but yeah, no, we totally get that. And it is heartbreaking, yeah. but um you know, we we have I, I feel like we have memories of similar things. Like I yeah. remember being on a haunted hayride like way too young and someone jumping on with a chainsaw that didn't have a chain on chainsaw, it. Like, yeah,
2: yeah, I went through the exact yeah, same does, thing too.
0: Yeah.
2: Always the guy with the chainsaw. Yeah, always. Fred right from up the
0: road or whatever. Oh, it's like hey uh Darren, you going to bring the uh still down again this year and take the chain off? And he's like, yeah, I'll yeah. be there. Yeah.
2: yeah. I um
1: yeah. I took my 2-year-old son to Spirit last year for the first time and um he was hitting these fucking animatronics like punching them. <laughs> and I was like, "Listen, you had you can't." Like I- he wasn't scared, it was just like I'm going to punch you.
0: And like the ladies are like laughing and I was like, "You can't, you can't be hitting this stuff." And then you get you get there. You're like, I'm gonna buy the this pack of stickers and this pair of socks. And they're like, your totals nine thousand four hundred dollars. You broke every <laughs> Adam Honestly, <electronic>? yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, no, my my he's three now, and he is upset. Obs- he's just like obsessed with horror. It's really weird. Like he um, loves Michael Myers, right, John? You were oh, over there, dude. The... He kept talking so, about yeah, Mike, he, Michael Myers. He won't, he's got this weird accent. I don't, I don't know why, but he (laughs) won't quit talking about Michael Myers. And then he's big into Roblox. I don't know if you're familiar with this yet. Um, John and I are like talking with my wife and we hear uh, the Halloween like theme music, like, you know, and I was like, wait, what, where's that coming from here? He found this fucking Michael Myers game on Roblox and he's walking through Haddonfield being chased by Michael Myers in this game. I was like, what? Yeah. That's awesome. It's a real thing. Yeah. He's really leaned into it.
2: That's wicked. Very
1: yeah. real thing. This may whore Stevie for sure is going to be my son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My
2: son, the- he's like the kids. I don't know. They, they really love, they, they still love like Halloween. So they just, that, that store, you know, was too much for them, but they still like watch spooky stuff here in the house. Like, you know, their old all favorites and stuff. My, my son right now for the last like month. So my son is three, turned three in July. And he's obsessed with scores from movies. Oh, it's so all he wants to listen to is the scores. Um, so it could be anything, but right now it's the Coraline soundtrack. So oh, it's just man. the score, which is super spooky and like haunting. And it's it actually found out that, that the um, the lyrics, which I thought were, like were like French, were are actually gibberish. Oh like, no, shit! All the singing that's in Coraline, the yeah, 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 yeah. it's just gibberish. Damn. and um he's got it memorized same thing so we listened to it this morning as soon as we get in the court he goes he goes daddy coline coline call line, call line, call line. And, then, <laughs> and he's got it memorized and so that's all he wants to listen to is like the scores from spooky spooky movies yeah, and stuff man, i
0: love that i love that too yeah yeah, yeah. so the
2: interest are like i have like a, a, a good guy doll in my office and a gremlin and, and stuff like that and they come in and he's like Ooh, spooky guy you know and he says man. that and stuff. <laughs> i just i just think that the um yeah this story was just too much
1: yeah. yeah. Tomorrow put on the uh Prince of Darkness score for him. <laughs>
0: My kids like uh I have uh Stranger Things uh score on vinyl and which is, mm. look, oh, I yeah. I like if I go on a run, like I'll listen to that. Uh Whew. but like in the house, like cooking eggs, they're they're into it, you know. Yeah. They're yeah, into yeah. it
1: until we start. Like I'll be like, Yeah, but you haven't heard the second vinyl of the second They're like Move on,
0: bud. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh i guess my family thing is i have two things to mention real quick one is last weekend my wife had a little stomach bug and um she was kind of laid up for a couple days so i for two days straight like i don't know why this happened but like i was just bonfiring like you wouldn't believe out in the backyard and uh we me and the two kids like we made s'mores we uh, cooked hot dogs over the the bonfire. We, we told spooky stories. We just like hung out for, I don't know what happened. It was like four hours. We were sitting outside for Saturday and yeah. Sunday and it was, it was amazing. Um, that's awesome. And then the other thing <laughs> that I wanted to mention too, is one of the films and I'll mention it when we, when we get to the film, I was watching down here in the podcast space, um, which is the basement, but I was freaked out, so I texted my wife, who was upstairs, and I said, hey, can you please come down here and watch this movie with me? Uh, I'm scared. (laughs) And she, there's one light switch, uh, Maddie, as you can see, the space is not very well lit to begin with. There's one light switch that turns all this off. uh, Right. And she, instead of coming down here to watch it with me, hit that light switch and left me in the dark entirely. (laughs) What movie were you watching? Uh, it's one of the ones we're going to talk about, so when we get to that okay. movie, I will I will make note of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple other quick things before we jump into our episode, though. Um, we do have a couple of new patrons, so I want to make note of uh, Justin Caroline, who's a very dear friend of ours, uh, who has become a patron. Uh, he was on our Love Letter to Fall episode. Justin, welcome to Patreon, and Justin's also a huge, huge fan of Dead and Divine, I remember... Uh, being in college uh, with him at the same time, and we would cruise around uh, listening to Dead and Divine. So, um, Justin, welcome to Patreon, man.
2: Hey, Justin. Thanks, dude.
0: And also uh, Lance Parker uh, from Toxic Coffin, who was also on the podcast. He joined Lance. as well. Yeah, Lance, thanks, welcome, man. man. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you. Um, and if you do join Patreon at the $10 tier, uh, you can join us for a watch-through episode of uh, of a movie of your choosing. Um, and we just watched through Return of the Living Dead with our buddy Michelle Ber- uh, Barrera up in Sweden, which yeah. is fucking insane to even think of that we have someone in Sweden wow. that uh, would do that, so, so thank you. So fun. Uh, and last thing to note, and it's not because... Uh, Maddie's from Canada, but it just so happens to be that we officially, the Horror Dad shop, horrordads.com, uh, we ship to Canada, um, as of this week, uh, we have a new design coming out, so, Ashley, who's a patron of ours, a good friend, <clears throat> Dave, Weir, Patrick, Nathan, Smith, um, all you guys up in, a uh, in Canada who... In many of these uh, these people found us from the episode we did with you, episode 13. Matt, uh, you mm. guys can can now uh, get some merch and we can ship it up to you.
2: That's awesome. I'm glad I can help you guys out with that. You know, I talk, spoke with Mr. Canada and, you know, we, we made it happen.
1: Yeah, we, we needed somebody to um, bump elbows with Mr. Canada.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mr. Canada's a really nice guy, but he just um, he said, uh, you guys are Mr. U.S. and
1: speaking of uh, toxic coffin real quick I went to they just re-released the beanies or the toques wait did they that have the like the Carhartt logo with the yeah so they have an orange one a black one and a tan one and you know me with tan I was all in give me that tan one did you get one I'm all about about the tan too dude dude so into it Carhartt tan is like my favorite color yeah so they have a Carhartt tan with like but instead of the whatever the Carhartt thing is it's a pumpkin and um, I procrastinated like two hours too long. I went back and it was sold out.
0: So Wait a second. Yeah. Brittany was really mad at me because I, <laughs> I told her I was going to get us some, and I didn't. And they so, sold out.
1: I think the black and orange are still available.
0: God damn it. Okay. Maybe. But she the wa- tan, Oh, She favorite. wanted the tan Done. one. Yep. yep. So here we are. All right. Let's get into some movies.
1: So we're going to let Maddie take the reins um, and jump in what? first, right? On the scariest movies, John?
0: Yeah, let's do that. We're going to go round robin. Like we said, we're going to cover nine films, but um, we'll start with uh, with Maddie. So, Any uh, order you like, man. Yeah, Matt, whatever your first pick is. Go ahead, man.
2: Okay, well, I'll go with the first one that came to mind right off the bat. So as soon as we discussed uh, the scariest movies, my brain automatically went to Blair Witch Project.
3: I just want to apologize to Mike's mom and Josh's mom and my mom. I am so, so sorry because it is my fault. Because it was my project.
2: The Search of the Three Missing Montgomery. That movie, I still find terrifying and i not refuse but i avoid watching it by myself
0: um (laughs) it's just one of
2: those you know late at night watching it by yourself it's just like it's it's still even though you know that it's not real even though the first time i saw it when it came out in what 98 or 99
0: 99
1: 99,
2: yeah we all thought it was real the marketing was brilliant it hasn't it's unparalleled this, I don't think there's been any found footage film that's, that's pulled it off as well as, as the Blair Witch did.
1: Yeah, no, definitely um, not.
2: <clears throat> the acting is, I think, immaculate. Um, the way that it's filmed, it's the editing is is perfect. It just feels real. And then I s- still think that it holds up. Yeah. So, I, yeah, that's why I picked that one.
1: You know what's funny is we talked was, about this, um, I don't know, with Nathan at one basically. time. Yeah, yeah. And, um... One thing I noticed was how good the acting is of like the ancillary characters, you
0: know, like the oh, yeah, like
1: the, just the random Another woman. It, it's like, man, because those are typically in when movies when you like watch that,
0: Hell House LLC, Hell House, those are the worst, which it, a good movie. However, uh, the ancillary characters, it's like it's that's the like, All right, you know, Aunt Martha said she'll uh, she'll she'll be uh, uh, Baker number two, right? Yeah, uh, in in the cast, right. and then Baker yeah. number two, you're like, goddamn, terrible.
1: But yeah, no,
2: and Blair, well, I mean, and Blair Witch, like, it feels real. I'm like 95% positive and, and the listeners might, someone might correct me, but I'm pretty sure this is the truth is that the, those secondary interviews were real people answering questions that they thought were real questions. So they weren't even actors.
1: Oh, well then that makes perfect sense. That explains it.
2: So what, what they, they had just been like asking people like, oh, have you heard of the Blair Witch? And then people would be like, I think so. And then they would kind of go off, you know on their own sort of like kind of answering a question, giving an answer that they didn't even know they were giving.
0: I don't know the answer to that. That's a, a cool thought. I think, I think the, the Miriam
2: character. So like the old lady that they interview, I think that might've been an actress, but I think a lot of those interviews were real people. Oh, but again, very cool. I could be, corrected. that, that could would be make a
1: lot of sense because they feel real.
2: Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, how like who is it like Jimmy Kimmel or something will send people out on the streets and ask questions, but people will just answer, even yeah. though just because there's, there's a camera in their face. Right. So, yeah. you know, they might pull something out of their brain or, or I think I heard about that. And then it becomes this <laughs> thing. Right. I think that was the idea. But again, so what was your know.
1: first experience with this movie? Did you see it in the um, theater?
2: No, I was, was too young to see it in the theater when it came out. Um but my dad rented it on VHS for me. So I, I specifically requested it. Perfect. And I saw it at the video store and he picked it up for me one day. And um, I can't, I think I watched it alone. Oh, I man. think I watched it alone. In, Did in our you really still degree. think
1: it was real when you watched it? Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, I, as far as I was concerned, I don't remember how old I was then, but pretty young. So already impressionable enough. But I think it was still in the air that like the cast in that film had died and like, Et cetera, et cetera, I don't think that had come. That information had come out yet. That you sure. know, when they started doing like late night interviews and stuff like That's that. That's
1: what spoiled it for me. Was like Jay Leno. Like, wait a second. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. That that had the girl or Heather Donahue. She yeah, Heather um, was in a few things in the in the late nineties after that movie, but um. And then I think the guy who played Josh, he was in a movie I saw recently too. He's been a couple movies.
1: Jay Leno. God damn. Yeah. I remember being but, so honestly, it was like seeing like Santa Claus eating lunch, like at the mall, like, on his lunch break. like <laughs> wait a second.
2: How Are you there? You're supposed to be dead. Yeah. I don't get this. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it, the first time I watched it, I, I'm pretty sure I was alone and that endings, it was hard for me to get through it. Um, and, but that ending scene when, um, What's the character's name? There's Josh, Heather, and is it Ben?
1: Nick? Mike. 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 Right? Mike. Mike.
2: When Mike's standing in the corner, fucking that, like, yeah, was, that yeah. When I saw that, and then the camera go down, and you're just kind of waiting to see something, and you never do, but it holds on that tilted, tipped over camera, and then there's no music. It just goes to credits, and you're just left there, like, like I got chills talking about it now. And I've seen yeah. the movie a million times at this point, but...
0: And there's another yeah, film we're going to talk about here that would not exist if it weren't for this movie.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I remember actually watching it on tour when I was with Dead and Divine. We had um, this, like, um, camp. Well, one of our vans, one of our many vans that we had was, like, a conversion van. So it had the slightly extended roof with, like, you know, TV and VCR built in. It was, like, meant for a family, right? And um, we were, again... My memory is very hazy on this, but my memory is that we were staying somewhere. We were in the States somewhere and we were sleeping in the van because we didn't want to sleep in the house. So usually if we didn't want to sleep in the house, it's because like, you know, you go to shows and like, hey, can you put us up for a place to stay tonight kind of thing? And you'll go crash with completely random people. Um, and sometimes there's been houses where you've been like, uh, I don't know if I want to, we'll just, we'll just sleep in the van outside. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I think this was, this was one of those cases and it was a very woodsy area. And we were sleeping in, and I think some of the guys were inside. And there was a couple of us in the van, and we had this like the back bench, like was like an electric bed. So it's like meh, would go down. So <laughs> the three of us are all like lying back on the bed watching Blair Witch, and someone suggested we put it on. And and like it's one of those situations like we're we're in like our early twenties or whatever, and we're watching this, and all three of us are literally scared out in the middle of like this <laughs> wilderness house watching this movie and. Uh, one of the members I know at one point, I think, was like, i am go to bed, I'm going to sleep. So he just kind of turned over, put his hoodie up, and like did this. <laughs> and we heard like scratching noises outside the van all night and weird stuff like that. And then when we woke up in the morning, there was fur. Oh,
3: like no, no, no. clumps
2: of fur outside of our van, all oh. over the place. Like this like gray matted fur all over the ground, like right outside the side doors, and he opened it. And we're like, Okay, well, one of you guys planted this here, but the other guys were in the house still. So. <laughs> So it <laughs> was just a funny, creepy earth. thing
0: that happened. But. Oh, hell. So it came out in 99. I was born in, you know, 87. So I was probably 12, 13, like, when I started to, like, hear that this was a thing. Mm-hmm. And, and I just remember so distinctly my sister, who's, you know, Jamie's wife, uh, a couple years older than mm-hmm. me, she was, like, always, like, teasing me and shit about the the witch coming to get me and like you take something as unassuming as a bundle of sticks and you make it into like this figure of, and and we basically live in the fucking woods here as it is. Um, Yeah. And it just, it, it, you know, it, it, it was a common man's like horror film because it was made with limited resource and it happened in an area that legitimately anyone can live. It wasn't like the metropolis of New York city. Right. Right. Uh, Yeah. And it just, it created a sense of gravity that like, he didn't realize was even possible. Um, so yeah, it's a great pick, man. I,
1: To this day I can't go in the woods without like checking trees for fucking witch <laughs> sticks. Yeah. Um, all right, so who's next, John? You are man. Go ahead, buddy. All right, I'm gonna go chronological um because I'm gonna honor you with that. And we're gonna start with 2008's The Strangers.
0: I just want to tell you something.
4: What do you want to tell me? You are my girl. I love you, Jimmy.
3: <laughs> what is that?
4: It's okay, there's nothing here. I haven't heard a dog bark or a car pass. It's nothing.
0: God damn it. Yeah.
1: Uh, this is one of those movies that just classic fucking all time scary for me. Yeah. Um, I saw it not long after it came out. I probably red boxed it. You know, the good old days of browsing Redbox. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I remember watching this like <clears throat> your sister had fallen asleep. And it was really late at night because at the time I worked nights, so it was probably like 3 a.m. when I was watching this, and um, I had to shut it off. I was like, "I'll finish this tomorrow morning." Uh, but I like kept <laughs> looking over to check on my wife to like see if she was awake, and she never was. And I was like, "I need to." I don't want to be get this awake off. either. Yeah. And then a of weekends, I don't want to be awake either. Yeah. And then maybe that following weekend, or maybe just the next night, we had like a party at our house. Remember, like we always had like you guys over and yeah, everyone from yeah. Kent would come and party at our place because everyone lived with their parents. So like since we lived on our own, everyone would come over. And um little did they know I was gonna put this movie on for them, like after they got drunk. Yep. And it was just a collective, like everybody kind of like, you know, laying on the floor and people on the couch. And everybody was fucking scared. Like I had already seen it. So I was loving watching other people like, oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Oh. There is a gratification. Um, that, it's a that, sinister yeah.
1: thing. Yeah. It's like oh. you love knowing what's coming and seeing people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your have you seen this movie, Matt? What's your take on it?
2: The Strangers. Yeah. Um, I think I saw it in the theater. Um, I think so. Um and it, but it had been years since I saw it. A lot of the movies that you guys suggested I, I've seen, but I just hadn't seen in so long. So I right. kind of rewatched as many as I could to kind of get a refresher. Um, but um, thankfully I didn't really remember how it ended. Mm. So that was kind of a nice surprise. But I do remember, you know, I, I did remember kind of like the process of it. Sure. Yeah. But what it had me thinking about was how it was like one of when that movie came out, like it was marketed heavily as like the most scary movie ever. Like it had, it had a, a, the the tension of the film, I feel in the way that Blair Witch sort of um, influenced found footage movies. I feel like the strangers was one of the first sort of slow burn tension building, long shot sort of movies that we're seeing a lot of now with like A 24 films. And definitely a lot of the indie art horror. That's these long held, shots you'd see in like, you know, giallo films and things like this sort of brought back out. But, um, it was like, yeah, it was a bit of like a, like a, I don't know if trailblazer or trendsetter is the right word, but strangers, um, is still really effective and still very fucking scary. Yeah. And what we were talking about earlier about how different things scare us now at the age that we're at, or the fact that we're dads now and like, just how can we look at things? And that's one of those, movies that um being a parent or or, or being an adult is one of those things that can definitely trigger you because it's something that can happen i guess and um and it it plays out very realistically in the way that it's not like bam 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 chaos it's very slow and it's very like natural and organic how the film kind of plays out do you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah um because you were home because you were home that
2: fucking line is yeah it is the is one of the scariest lines ever in cinema? <laughs> Honestly, it's uh and the, that holds a lot of weight.
0: The utilization, and I don't know of about space. you guys, but like,
2: I've I've had the idea in my brain of like, okay, well, in every house I've ever been in, well, if someone breaks in here, what's my escape route? Or what's my plan? Like, where do I go?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, when we used to live in our old city, it was it was pretty rough down there. Um, and so I constantly like had a fear of break-ins or people breaking in the middle of the night. And I would have like this sort of played out in my head, like, okay, what I would do if someone came in and like what room we'd go to, I oh, would go to the bathroom, we'd close the door and pull the drawer out in front of the door. So no one can get through it, <laughs> hide in the shower because it's like, you know, cause I, I like, I don't know, maybe that's just being an adult and, and you have that or a dad had that protective instinct, but you think about these things, right. Or at least I do. Um, and the strangers is, is one of those movies that is terrifying for that reason you know cuz it makes you think what am i going to do in this situation what would i do if i was there um you know that kind of thing
1: yeah absolutely because like if you watch um you know anything else alien or scream or something it's like yeah that's probably not going to happen you know um yeah. that's how well, I mean aliens I definitely be, not
0: going to happen well not i guess scream could not for another 80 um, years
1: but <clears throat> yeah I, that's the scariest part of that movie is the realism this mm-hmm. could happen. And then at the end with no result. like I'm the type where if I want to watch something scary, I like it to be wrapped up with a nice neat bow at the end. Like killer gets revealed and then dies. In yeah. You one, want that redemption. Yeah, for the- in, in this one, neither of those things happen, except they <laughs> yeah. do get revealed to the uh, protagonist, which to me is even scarier uh, because mm-hmm. they get to see. And once they see, they know they're dead, you know? It's like that's the that like that moment when the masks come off is almost like to me is like okay, good. It's like a relief to me because I'm gonna see. And then I go, oh fuck, wait. I don't get to see, but they do, and they're gonna die. And I get to live. So.
0: (laughs) And I get to live.
1: (sighs) Although the one thing that bothers me is like they let the uh Jehovah's Witness boys see who they are. But yeah, it, there's that overwhelming. Like I forgot upon this rewatch, I forgot how fucking heavy that beginning is. It's just like you feel depressed, you know. Like yeah. he's dealing with something, she's dealing with. Yeah, um, the other side of it. Oh, dude, and the it's entire like, you're tone in the middle. of this movie is yeah. like,
0: you're, yeah, yeah, you're. There's a wedge instantly driven in, like the human condition, like instantly. Yeah. Yep. It's not like, And I think most
2: of us have been there in, in that type of situation with like our significant other where we're having that awkward, you know, post argument and we're just sitting in the car and driving and no one's saying a word. And there's that, you know, tension and it's relatable in that way, too, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I don't even want to be here, let alone like, why would somebody else want to be here? Uh, but yeah. as a viewer in this movie, you're there. You're dropped into this scene that nobody wants to be in, including yeah. them. And now you're here watching it, and it's like I'm
0: uncomfortable, all fucking ready. And you instantly you, mm-hmm. you you empathize with both characters. You're like, dude, that mm-hmm. sucks. And also, it's like yeah. she's
1: not ready, guy.
0: And then you look at her, she's and you're like, ready. that also sucks. Like yeah. it sucks, like for mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. Uh, and it's then tough. then uh, Glenn Howerton or whatever his name. Oh is. our boy, Dennis.
1: Do you guys have a uh, scariest scene? I'll tell you, mine is her in the kitchen. Uh, the first time we see man in the mask. In the just back, standing back just there, just in the background yeah. there. Um, that's chills for me.
0: What about you, Maddie?
2: I think that might be it, too. I think that might be the scariest scene, or maybe even when um, he plays the piano keys. Yeah,
1: mm.
2: you know what I mean? There's like, and there's that sort of like, like dissonance, sort of just back and forth. Yeah, you know. I don't know. There's something creepy about that, but no, I, no, you know what? I'm going to agree with you. I think that, uh, yeah, when you first see him kind of do that, Michael Myers emerge
0: yeah.
1: yep.
2: from the shadows.
0: I think for me, my scene would be, uh, what, after he, uh, spoiler alert here, Glenn Howerton gets shot with a shotgun. Uh, but after <laughs> that happens, when he opens the blind and they're like arguing, like, Ooh. no, I'm going to go outside and it says killer on there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you're just so overwhelmed in that moment where you're like, oh, my God, uh, that that one always impacted me.
2: I do feel I think my one um, if I were to have any sort of like gripe with the film is the sort of and again, going to spoilers, but I think we've clarified that already um, is the, uh, the sort of red herring of the boyfriend being somehow in, or the boyfriend being somehow involved from the get-go, because you see he has this sort of behavior about him in the beginning, like, where he's not listening to her. And he's like, you're fine, there's nothing, blah, 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 blah. And he's, he's angry. And I think they plant this red herring to make you think, like, oh, you know, if this was not going to go the way that he wanted, maybe he's there's something wrong with this guy.
1: Did
0: you, mm-hmm. did you guys
1: get that at all from that?
0: I Honest to God, no, not ever Dude, before. But insane. now that you say that, like...
1: I never even
0: once did that. But now that you say it, like, was, it totally makes sense. When I sense. was watching
2: it, the first thing I thought, I was like watching his attitude and his body language and just how pissed he was and like, yeah, you know, I was like, wait, is he involved? Did he hire them to do this It's like mm. a gaslighting oh,
1: dude. Thing. Yeah,
0: no, I never even,
1: because to me. Even,
2: dude, he leaves the
0: house to get her cigarettes yeah, while all yeah. this starts happening. Yeah. And when he's on the phone with her too, he kind of like brushes it off. He's like, just. And it never shows her, him talking to her on the other end. Right. <gasps>
1: Right? Uh, I've never put that together. So
2: makes you think, Oh, well he's the, he's the fucker in the, in the scarecrow mask because you know, at that point you only kind of see like that he's wearing a suit sure. or like a blazer, but you can't get the details of it.
0: Also, why is he wearing that the entire movie? Like if, if this is happening, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get some joggers on. Yeah. We're gonna, <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> we're going to get comfy to, to fight some baddies. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's The Strangers. Let's jump to our next. Uh, Great choice, though. Great choice. Yeah, dude, very good choice. Yeah, thank you. This was on my list, and I remember carving pumpkins to this movie while being your roommate. I made my wife
1: watch several of these. My wife doesn't like horror. Um, I had her watch a few of these, and this is the one that she was like, I just won't. I will not yeah. rewatch it. Because she hates the fact that it it's something that could happen, you know?
0: Because you were home.
1: Yep. <clears throat> Those are the scariest I will, things. I
2: will so. just... I will just add a tidbit. Like I was saying to you guys before, like there were some movies I didn't pick on the scary list just because I didn't want to have to watch them again. Yeah. (laughs) I think they're so bad. And I'll compare it to The Strangers. And that's, this isn't on my list, um, but it's funny games.
1: Dude. Yeah. Oh, dude. We had a, um, our buddy David, who does our tattoos, was on. Um, I don't remember which episode number, but he did, his theme that he chose was uh, It Could Happen to You, Horror. And both of these mm-hmm. movies were on there. And we were like, David, fuck you for picking these, man.
2: We're disturbed.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah exactly.
2: I, just didn't, I I haven't seen that movie since it came, well, since the remake came out with Naomi Watts. Yeah. And I'm like, it was it's a it's a very, very well-made film. But I'm just, it's just like, I, so I, I can't sit through that. Upsetting. We
0: upsetting.
2: I think we all kind of know why. Yeah. You know? So, so upsetting. I was just like, yeah. No.
0: All right. Uh, I'm going to head... For my first pick to 2006, to a film called Penny Dreadful.
3: Penny, don't worry.
4: <laughs> there are 40,000 fatal car crashes every year.
3: Penny, please,
0: wake up. Penny. Jesus, Penny. Get a grip. This is not to be confused with the Josh Arnett series. Uh, this was directed by Richard Brandis, uh, with starring Rachel Miner, who was in Supernatural, which is basically a show that I think only I like. Um, <laughs> Amy Rogers and Lucy Rogers. Uh, but this is Jamie. To your point about things that deal deal with and confront. Um, really sincerely, you know, morose, uh, issues of the human condition. This is about a girl that's, you know, spending the entire time with her psychologist trying to confront a deep seated fear of hers, which is uh, a fear of being in a car. Um, and her psychologist is like trying to help her overcome this fear by spending, uh, an evening with her in a car going up into a mountain, um, Unfortunately, as they trek up into that mountain, they stop at a gas station that has the guy from the original Hills Have Eyes, which would pretty much upset anyone that was in a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh and uh it it and then they up pick up pick up a hitchhiker, which if you're a psychologist, if you're a clinical at anyone, Ugh. if you have a any sense in your brain, a brain, yeah. And you're saying, "I'm with this human that's scared of being in a car right now." A, you don't pick up a hitchhiker, and B, you don't pick up this fucking hitchhiker.
1: Well, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but, but they, it's not a straight up hitchhiker, right? Like it's like, oh, happens. did we hit this person? Yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah. there's there's some mystique to it. So
1: she's like, it's out of like kindness because I just fucked you up. Don't sue me. I'll yeah. give you a ride. Yeah.
0: But yeah, the, so the, the whole film is about conquering and confronting your worst fear. Um, and Penny's is really linked to the severe tragedy that she experienced as a kid where her, her parents died in a car accident that she was involved in. Mm. Um, and so they pick pick up this horrifying hitchhiker who has this like meat stick Dude. Oh, scene. Yeah. Um, that scene, I was. <laughs> what is yeah. that? That's, that's something you see at a. That's a, a, raw squirrel, right? When yeah, you when yeah. you go to a buffet and you're like walking through the line and you're like, "What is that? What is that?" Uh, yeah. That's what happens here. But uh, this movie really takes on is- isolation. You know, character arc, growth—they're all prominent uh, scenes. But, yeah, there's a lot
1: of themes in this one. Or, yeah. yeah,
0: themes, but it's the scenery scary. The photography is scary. It's the whole thing's dark. Um, her being next to um, a character that's immobile, I guess is how we'll put it to avoid spoilers uh, from most of the film is unbelievably fucking frightening. And whether or not you are scared of cars, like what happens in this film is, is frightening. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I will say um I love this movie by the way, but I will say that, the one thing that detracts from the fear factor for me is like the two dudes working in like that random. Yeah. There's the guy that was always like a, a you don't go poke
0: another man's wife out in the woods or whatever he said. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That that guy was always a
1: guest on uh tool time. So like that. Yeah. So that right there in itself is like, all right, I'm, I'm a little bit, Unafraid now.
0: I honestly feel like you just told me my dad was my mom (laughs) and my mom was my dad. Like I am shocked right now. It's funny. I just remember him as the truck driver from Dutch.
1: Oh yeah.
2: God damn. When the kid Ethan Embry drives the car
1: and almost causes an accident, but yeah. Fucking Ethan um, Embry. That's Ethan Embry. I was. um... Oh. Pardon me. I just like I now I'm just. It's like I'm finding out John's my dad that you just told me that's Ethan Embry because I've seen that movie a million times. Yeah. Love yeah. me some Ethan Embry, never realized. Yeah, he's great. He's a
2: wonderful guy, too. I've, I've met him a bunch of times. Oh, shit. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did some some poster work for some movies of his and Dutch, actually, but I did a vinyl soundtrack for Devil's Candy. It was a movie he was in.
0: Oh, oh yeah. we, we've uh, talked about that multiple times. That we love that movie.
2: Yeah, it's great. And he's he's a fucking phenomenal actor, too. It's so good. Uh, he is. Um, but yeah, dude, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. When you said Penny Dreadful, and I was I, obviously my my brain went to like the series, but I was like, oh, maybe there's a movie first. But this has literally nothing to do with that whatsoever. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also thought the movie was was pretty great. I understood why maybe they felt the need to add in those secondary characters to just kind of break up the the monotonousness of. Yeah being there's only so many angles you can see in a car you know yeah but i don't think it was needed i mean there's plenty of there's a few movies that came to mind one being buried with ryan reynolds where he spends you spend literally 120 minutes inside a coffin and it never leaves and detention's fine do you know what i mean yeah um so i don't think it needed that at all i think i was well like oh shit you know watching everything happening in the car
1: Yeah.
2: um but uh Um, I don't know if you want to jump to this part already, but the reveal at the ending was legitimately fucking scary
0: with the, uh, when like the red. Oh my God.
2: I I almost don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it because I guarantee not a lot of people have seen this film. Yeah. Um,
0: No, this is an unsung hero. This was one of the
1: films to die for, right, John?
0: Yes. It was the original. um, This like, it was called the, after Dark Horror Festival, I think.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They in that TIFF, it, that's a TIFF, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it was two t- in, in 2006, yes. Um, this it was a thing that happened, and uh, it was an installment to that. And it was one of the eight films to die for. So, uh, I think like f- three or four of those eight films were not remarkable, but um. Mm-hmm. Mark, markable, I guess. Yeah, and watchable. this was this is certainly one remarkable. Yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, this was a good one for sure, and I I, I loved uh, this movie, and I'm glad that you know I've got some relationship with it. But uh, Maddie, we're bouncing back to you, buddies. So you covered Blair Witch first. So what's next?
2: Okay, so let's jump to um, the Evil Dead remake. <sighs> And the reason I think why I picked this is because – well, there's a lot of reasons, but um, this was the, the still hands down the best movie-going theater experience I've ever had probably oh, in my shit. life.
0: So you saw this in the theater. Okay.
2: I saw this in the theater opening weekend, and, and it wasn't even like a special screening, nothing like that. It, but it was a packed house, which is just surprising because, you know, they're all kind of like – different kinds of people that were there. And, and it wasn't just like, you know um, the horror crowd who are evil dead diehards, you know, um, but it felt like it was the reactions, the screaming, the laughing, the like people jumping out of their chairs, people like standing up and walking out. It was just awesome. But also because I consider it to be one of the most scary sort of modern day horrors. Um, the way it's filmed again, again, a lot of the movies that we talk about today are in tension. And I feel like evil dead is one of like the few sort of, because it's so close to, it's almost like an homage to Sam Raimi's well, It is, it's an homage to Sam Raimi's film, but even his filming style, which can be very sort of comic booky at times. And, you know, we have a lot of like the spinning tilts and all this crazy stuff going on. And it can kind of take you out of the, the seriousness and the tone of, of, of the film but somehow the Evil Dead remake manages to still keep it fucking terrifying. The yeah. design of the monsters or the Deadites, sorry, and um, um, the the voiceover work that's done, you know, through the, through the possessed characters, all this kind of stuff is just fucking scary. And there's still tension, but it's like a wild ride that you're on. Um. Um, when the main, our main characters in the basement and th- I don't know, there's just all this imagery that I just find absolutely terrifying that uh certain choices that they made with this film that a lot of modern horror movies wouldn't make. Um Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of reasons. It's hard for me to kind of narrow it down.
0: Even the, the Necronomicon when they have to like cut the barbed wire off to mm-hmm. get into it. Um, There's tension there and you just, so, the visuals in this movie, um, it's it's stunning the way it's filmed. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, it's incredible so much, looking. Yeah, it's it is incredible looking, and there's so much contrast and so much starkness uh, to all of it. Even the like the the physical like pallor, the color of, of yeah. our main character, and and this one specifically, like the original Evil Dead, being the fun-loving thing that it is, like being self-aware mm-hmm. and not taking itself too seriously. Um, this kind of goes the other route and it confronts like real life horror and that's what kind of loops you in. You're like, Oh shit. Like this is real. Like someone's trying to, they're, they're trying to drive somebody out. And, uh, that's like a sad and scary concept in, in of itself. And you want this to be a successful, like social endeavor for this group of friends. And you want this person to get better and you instantly feel fear of like, Oh no, like I'm rooting for this person to like be better and to get better. And like, we want this friend group to be successful. Like we want everyone to leave here happy and like for this to to go well. And like, that's the thing. That's the bell that keeps like getting rung in your head as this is happening. And then all of a sudden you're confronted with all these like other horrifying images (laughs) and all these other things that are happening too. So you're like, well, I'm getting double screwed here because not only, um, is this person not getting better, but now she's not being believed when she's trying to get better. And it's just, uh,
2: and they're not listening.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which is like, I think in terms of like sort of horror tropes, like the whole, like something's going on and it is, and no one believes me is one is one of the scariest things ever. Like that could roots all the way back to just mental illness and, and things like this that, that are, that are scary. Like being scared about something and people brushing it off is is a scary thing in and of itself. Yeah, you know? I so thought... having that element in this film, whereas like the original Evil Dead didn't, it was pure camp, um, ground grounded it enough and, and, and made you care about these characters, but the film can still be funny and it still has its its, its humorous moments to kind of add some levity in there because it's non, non-stop, you know?
1: It really is. It's pretty relentless. I remember the first time we watched this, John, I think it was in Chicago.
0: It was. And, and I'll be um, honest with this, Second time I watched this movie was today.
1: Yeah. Same for me. Yeah. Um, but I remember that night in particular, we had dinner, right? It was like Katie was making dinner and we all decided we were going to rent this movie and watch it. And I decided to get stoned, uh, like I typically do before movies. And I was stoned and eating while watching this. And I remember, I think you had already eaten for some reason. And I remember you saying like, Jamie, you made a terrible choice. Uh, both by getting stoned in, both by eating while watching this, and you were right, I did. <laughs> um, but did you guys realize there was no CGI in this at all?
2: All those effects yes, are real. I do remember that. I do remember that that was that was marketed yeah. like they did it like. I think it's like ninety nine percent practical. I think there's some some like smoothing. But yeah. So that, he claims there's none at all, part. but
1: I think in post they probably had to you know remove some. Yeah. There's no way you don't. But, uh, but apparently, and I. I don't even, I have this written down. I read it three times. I still don't know that I believe it. 70 days of shooting, um, at night. 70. Like we've read about, uh, movies that took 15 days and we're like, Ooh, man, 70 fucking days because of all the, uh, you know,
0: all the practical effects. Yeah. Well, Jamie and I struggle with this as, as people that work, you know, like desk jobs from home. Right. Um, we always hear things like, yeah, you know, that took six days to shoot. And I was mm-hmm. in the film for 30 seconds. We're like, how the, f- like, how is that possible? Yeah. Um, and it's just simply ignorance for us. Right? Sure. Because yeah. we, no, we have never no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, we don't understand it. Um, but like, even the, in Friday the 13th part four, the, the girl in the raft, like, oh, she had hypothermia. It's like, oh, just jump on that raft. Like, let's get this. Uh, shot real quick
1: it's funny because when you watch the scene you're like what she three, almost died doing this
0: three weeks you were yeah. out there like yeah. what what do you mean like i don't <laughs> right. understand right yeah uh yeah. so yeah we just don't get that piece but yeah that's a cool cool uh stat you have there buddy
1: the uh the score of this movie too so, fucking brilliant and, geez, so and there's that prevailing like siren sound <laughs>
2: Yeah, there's like buried sirens and like ambulance yeah. sirens and cop sirens. Yes. All that stuff that's that underlies. It's this wavering. There was a film called um, Irreversible, pretty brutal film that I saw years ago. And they had this underlying humming noise. It kind of plays throughout the whole movie. And it, it kind of makes you off. Like it makes you feel off watching it. And this movie kind of has that too with those sirens. It's, it's kind of dull everywhere. Throughout the score and it's kind of um off putting, but you don't really notice it right away.
0: Yeah. And I also think it's kind of like Pavlov's dog, right? Where you don't realize but you're supposed to be scared when that's happening. Yeah, you're being affected. Because they're like, hey, look, yeah. uh <laughs> yeah. people are gonna get, yeah. start getting sawed in half here in a minute. Uh, that's what <laughs> that's what happened last time this this sound occurred. Um, but yeah. I mean this movie's gross. Um it's when I say gross, I, I don't mean, like, I don't want to watch it. But Best like, way possible, yeah. Yeah, it's like watching the fl- Breaks of Fly. Like, that movie's fucking gross, but it's a great movie. Uh, But this movie's also gross. Um,
1: Yeah, the way that they detail stuff, like, just them talking about the smells. It's like, I can yeah. smell it, you know?
0: Yeah, and, uh, again, Maddie, to your point of, like, oh, they don't they don't believe her. But the could you imagine being like, do you guys not smell something rotting in here? Yeah. And then the puppy, like rips the rug off and there are blood stains mm. i made like, an audible what noise. what do you
1: do i made an audible noise like oh
0: Gran- yeah grandpa right was that yeah. the dog's name Poor guy. <laughs> grandpa
1: yeah yeah
2: yeah but yeah it's it's um just great direction that d- director um i gotta forget his name now i made note to try to remember it
0: Fede also- alvarez
2: also- yeah yes alvarez yeah yeah and he um also did don't breathe after this movie I think yeah right yep um but oh, um is it's just his shots are just brilliant and and, and the, the editing is brilliant too like it's the subtle little things that that really scared me like especially our, the main actress who I also forget her name um and she was in Sh- shameless um fantastic Jane, Jane actress. Yeah.
3: yeah
2: yeah um but all the little cuts of her when she's in the cellar um, like there's the moment where the girlfriend is in the kitchen with like the bread knife and, and she's under the stairs and it, or under the, sorry, peeking out of the cellar, sort of tilted yeah, and it keeps yeah. kind of doing these flash cuts to her. And there's you know, there's a scene where she's like, she's like, don't cut it. Don't cut it. Don't cut it. Like <laughs> those are so fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> like they're just, I don't know. She's this, this, one of the scariest characters I've seen in, in modern horror in a long time. You know, I noticed face that as well. That
1: how she's saying don't cut it and the cuts are really fucking like extreme. I yeah. noticed that as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It reminds me, her her look in that film reminds me that when I was a kid and the first time I was at like a like a jumbo video. Um I don't know if you guys have those there. We had them here in the nineties. Um, but uh I saw the the first time I saw the cover for Night of the Demons. Ooh I think yeah, three. And it had Angela on the cover and she has like a skull lollipop. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Got this
2: fucking face. And that VHS cover gave me nightmares for months. And that's what it reminded me of. Her face like peeking, reminded me of that shot of Angela from the cover. It was either Night of the Demons 2 or 3. I can't remember. But terrifying. Terrifying. Great makeup.
1: Uh, John, the actress uh, Olivia. Did you recognize her at all? No. Okay, so I did, and I was like, what the hell could she be from? One of our favorites, underrated gem, Amusement. Oh, She's dude. the one who goes into that weird hotel. Yes. Yeah. Fuck. Maddie, have you seen Amusement? No, what's Amusement? Oh, dude. It's an anthology film. Um, It gets a lot of flack because the story is like, it's pretty nonsensical, Um, and a lot of the stuff could never happen, but it's but the, so the fun. The movie's good. Yeah. yeah, it's a good movie. It's, it's fun. a good movie.
2: It's okay. It's starting to ring bells. Like I feel like I would have read about it on like bloody disgusting or or yeah. something like
1: yeah that. yeah. I'm, I would say if you've ever read a thing about anthology films, yeah. it's it certainly come up. up. Yeah,
2: there was there was like like a two year span where I swear like five or six anthology films came out.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's jump to our next. So we got Evil Dead and Blair Witch from Maddie. We have. The Strangers from Jamie and Jamie, what's your part two? Yeah, we're
1: going to 2014 The Taking of Deborah Logan.
2: 73 Apple Take One, Mark. The story of Alzheimer's is never about one
0: person. My PhD thief. I'm gonna start again. You wanna keep the
4: house? You need to sacrifice. You talk to me about
2: sacrifice?
4: Hey. 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 Hi. They want to make a movie about
2: this. <laughs> yes. We will live and document our subject's physical
4: and mental degradation over the course of two one-month periods. We're going to have fun, right? right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm not interested in being exploited.
0: Sarah mentioned that deb has been speaking. God damn you for making me watch this movie again. Was this your first time seeing you, John? no we watched it it together did you watch it with me yes i thought you left no you fell asleep i fell asleep yes at your house you did leave but i left my eyes yes (laughs) and
2: can i just interject and just say like i love your guys like repertoire or not repertoire like what what am i trying to say here
0: um i just
2: love that you guys are you guys and you have the relationship that you have and the fact that you're married to his sister and like there's just like this like brotherly, awesome fucking thing that I think I I could only dream of ever having. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? Well, we appreciate I just, that, man.
2: I think you guys are cool, cool as shit. And I love the relationship you guys have. Like, he was like, dude, you saw it with me. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're wearing my pants right now. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that, man. Uh, we appreciate yeah. that. And this is, that's part of the, um, that was part of the motivation to to do this because we do uh,
2: it's a a special friendship. You guys have, it's really, it's really, um, very, it's envious people should be envious.
0: Thank you, man. Thanks for saying that again,
1: the common theme here is reality um, grief. And yeah, there's always that underlying horror of realism with supernatural, right? yeah I think that's what makes these movies so scary I realize <clears throat> I'm sure you guys did too that the scarier we got in these movies the more depressing they were uh, yeah there's just so many themes of grief and like loss that kind of perpetuate every film uh this one is like loss as well like you're slowly losing your mother she's slowly losing her reality uh, with Alzheimer's and yeah she has alzheimer's yeah anyone who's dealt with Alzheimer's so, um
0: Jamie I think this this is an uh recognized film. Or do you want to give a synopsis? I I feel like we should. Yeah. So, uh a group of
1: grad students are doing like a thesis,
0: right? Yeah, the filming style is not far off from um like the Leslie Vernon. Um uh, Yeah, it's a mockumentary style. Yeah. yeah. But it's not it's not funny. You the have funny. <laughs> no.
1: You have a uh a cameraman and a Uh, essentially like a reporter
4: and they're doing a
1: story on a woman who has Alzheimer's. Uh, they're paying the family. It's just a daughter and the mother, uh, but they're on the verge of losing their house. So they're doing this. They agree to do this documentary. Um, and these people agree to pay them, you know, a certain sum of money so that they're going to help them like retain the house and they need the money. Yep they need it. So the mother is very reluctant. Like, I don't really want you guys. And like, this is a very personal thing I'm going through. It, you know, it sucks. I don't really want you in my house and my business. Whereas the daughter is like, please come on in, um, do whatever you have to do because I'm pretty
0: much financially
1: responsible at this point And I'm out of money. Okay. Um, hey, speaking of which, yeah,
0: the daughter, do you know what she's from?
1: She's one of those actresses who are so familiar, but I don't know what
0: season three of Dexter. You just like, rewatched those. She's the pros- like the prosecuting attorney. Yeah, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that show. I haven't
1: seen, I haven't seen it since you know I did the original watch. Mm-hmm. Same. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, so the mother has Alzheimer's and slowly she starts to go mad. Uh, but she's also possessed. Yeah, it kind of crosses, and uh, I think there's a lot of. You know, I was reading something where I don't remember what I was reading, but they were saying that the possession in this case is sort of an allegory for the pain and agony uh, that is that Alzheimer's can cause, you know, for, yeah. for not only the the person experiencing it, but all those around the family. Uh, that person. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's pretty heavy. You know, it's a heavy movie, but
0: also so goddamn scary. It's terrifying. The shots, like, um, I remember one prominent shot. When, um, she's like working out in the garden and she's like holding a snake or something. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of uh, snakes in this one. Yeah. And the camera pans toward someone coming out of the house and the pans back toward where Deborah was working. And like, then she's like, she's there, like right yeah. in front of, yeah. I just, I remember that shot the first go through and then watching it again this week. Um, that one rattled me.
1: There's a lot of that. Like that one where she's just up on the counter.
0: You're like what? It, this is one of those like similar to a paranormal activity that does a whole lot with a little, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it, it didn't, Maddie to your point about Evil Dead, which feels like it had a hundred million dollars, this movie feels like it had twenty bucks. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. which it didn't, you know, this this was a way bigger budget than than one would think, I think. However, it feels like a very like small indie film and uh yeah it's scary well you know another thing i noticed
1: here upon these rewatches is that sometimes the lower budget movies are the scariest because they don't have all that all the bells and whistles to kind of
0: well i also feel like they got made because it was a good story yeah yeah, you know
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: which i feel is like an uncommon thing um it's like anything in life sometimes shit happens because you know the right person and sometimes shit happens because you're super talented.
1: Yeah. I also love the setting of this movie though. This fall.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean the, the daughter wearing those flannels, like I have every shirt she wears. I have.
1: Oh yeah. In one one form. (laughs) So the story gets pretty heavy, like, or not heavy, but, um, I don't even know the word convoluted at the end. Like it starts to get like serial killer. To, yeah. Well, we don't have to go there. You Yeah. Know? Uh, yeah. But the scene where she like her head like detaches and she tries to eat the girl. That's the scary scene for me.
2: Yeah. See, I, I've only, I saw the movie right when it came out and um, I wasn't able, unfortunately wasn't able to watch it in time for the podcast to have um, <laughs> like updated uh, viewpoints of it. But I definitely remember that scene. And just the fact that the only lighting source is, I think, a flashlight. Yeah, am I right there?
0: So it's like like already the the
1: camera or whatever. The end is very, very
0: Blair Witch-ish. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, because they're in like a cave at the end. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and just the way they made Deborah Logan look too—that sort of at one point, like her hair is like you know she's losing her hair and it's slicked back, and it's very sort of like decrepit witch type of you know look she's just unsettling to look at to begin with
1: very much so
0: yeah they they legitimately they assign like a physical um like a depreciation of like her physical nature um yeah and it aligns with what's happening happening mentally and her possession too sure uh it all happens sort of at the same time but yeah it it's very very upsetting to look at yeah
1: and Mm. then Another oh, yeah. theme that this one kind of uh, has for sure and that is in a lot of these movies is guilt. Uh, you know, the daughter yeah. feels guilt, you know, for being responsible for the mother. And yeah, so there's a lot of that one and uh, a lot of guilt <laughs> in this one for sure.
0: It's a heavy ass concept we all deal with every day. Yeah. This yeah.
1: is a scary one, right, John? Dude, this, great pick. I'll fall asleep at your house again. watching yeah. it. Yeah. Let's do it. My So my <laughs> wife actually stayed up. Which is weird, because tip- yeah, typically yeah. she's the one to fall asleep. And she was like, she wouldn't, like, typically I would go upstairs to bed at that point, And she was like, oh no, you will stay down here.
0: <laughs> this, uh, oftentimes, like, I'll nod off, because we're dads. And we remember that day we watched the Gypsy tapes? Yes. Which, it was me. Fuck that movie. That movie came to mind for this prompt, and I was like, oh. Yeah, that, that movie came to mind for me, too.
2: And same reason I didn't, I didn't say funny game like funny games as well. Is like <laughs> that movie's fucking really, really disturbing, dude. I w- you know I w- I'm like I'm not watching that again. Yeah, and I'm not going to suggest anybody else watch it either.
1: If we ever do a most disturbing films, I feel like that'll be on it.
0: And then I'll talk about my recollection of it from. <laughs> but fucking Jamie, this is one of those experiences where I'm over there watching it with him. And he he nods off. And then I was like I had to get in my car and then drive home afterwards. And oh. I don't I don't live a mile away like I used to, so I was like fifteen minute drive, like looking in the rear view mirror, thinking that there was gonna be a goddamn amputee chasing me down the street like T one thousand.
1: I think you said you uh, I think you said you crab walked to the car, right? Dude, I, you were worried someone oh, would be under it.
0: Yeah. oh Yeah. <laughs> uh man. Great pick.
1: You texted me the next
0: morning like, you fuck, you fell asleep. Yeah, thanks a lot. All right, let's (laughs) let's go to the next movie. (laughs) All right, I'm heading to 2012 to the movie Sinister. New details today in the grisly murders of a local family found earlier this
3: week.
1: I didn't want to move here.
4: We couldn't afford to live in the old house anymore. Plus, the new story I'm writing is here.
1: Is the story a good one this time? I'm
4: going to write the best book that anybody's ever read. I got a really good feeling about this.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Family hanging out. Barbecue 79. That's the family who lived here. You think these are serial murders? I don't know. The first one I found dates back to the 60s. The only link between all these cases is the symbol. The symbol is associated with a pagan deity named Bagul. He consumes the souls of human children.
2: Damn, another one that I wasn't able to track down to watch in time for the podcast.
1: Oh, have you seen it though, Maddie? No, I haven't. Oh I've, heard, I've heard about it
2: for years, and I always just remembered the like the demon or whatever, looking like Mick from Slipknot. But <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then seeing like a trailer with Ethan Hawke and, and and just the time, it, the period that it came out, I was like, oh, this is just
3: not going to be a good
2: movie. <laughs> and then I would hear from like, I would always hear from people who weren't necessarily horror fans be like, have you seen Sinister? That's the scariest movie ever. And I would just think of the poster and like the trailer and be like, Oh, this is definitely not for me. You know what I mean? Like just, yeah. it just never seemed like, I don't know. It just seemed like early two thousands sort of schlocky kind of stuff or something. I don't know.
0: So, It definitely has elements of that. Um, And I'll say uh, Ethan Hawke's sweater is the scariest part of the movie because he wears (laughs) it for every scene, uh, I think, of the film.
1: I feel like that's, like, typical, like, hey, how should we dress our author or our writer? If someone's a
0: writer. Yeah. And our best like my best friend connor i think he has the same sweater and he wears it every day he
1: he has like the inspector gadget closet of just those sweaters yeah it's like shaggy
0: from scooby doo it's like oh my green (laughs) v-neck authors should
2: always look like they smoke a pipe but don't
0: yes yes and he does uh all right however so this came out in 2012 directed by scott derrickson our boy ethan hawks in it um But it's all about a washed up. He's like a true crime writer uh, who writes about like actual, you know, true, true stories that are occurring. His name's Ellison Oswald, which is not a good name. Um, Ellison Oswald. Yes. Ellison Oswald. It's like, let me take the last name of two authors. It's exactly (laughs) what they did. Yep. Uh, But he finds a box of these like uh, Super 8 uh, home movies in their, their new house. And they had to kind of relocate based off of uh, his past uh, interactions in his career. Um, So there's that, like, again, we talk about the discomfort of like physically creating an environment that's like based in actual reality. Um, Mm -hmm. So one could, one could empathize with the idea. Like if you're a professional, regardless of your career of how uncomfortable it would be to have to like pick up and move, based off of something that happened in your career. You got to bring your kids, you know, and it, that would be a difficult and challenging thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they get to this new house. Uh, they find this box of super eight films or he does. Uh, and he has a way to, to play these. Um, and he's uh, found that they're kind of influencing a research project that he's doing for his job. Uh, and they're all related to this like horrific crime that took place. Um, but this whole fucking movie, uh, I think the imagery is really what makes it frightening. Ugh, um, God, so disturbing. It, it really is. Uh, and the imagery on the super eight film and the, the delivery of like the super eight content, I think is very, very upsetting.
1: It makes it scarier, man, that yeah. real and hearing it, you know,
0: hearing it play. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things with like being at a haunted house where you're like, I'm over, Like every sense is overwhelmed at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they kind of do that well in this movie. I feel, um, it does have a good uh, twist at the end. Um, but yeah, the whole sensation of like moving to a new environment we kind of talked about is, is daunting in, in of itself. Um, especially if it's propelled by something that's like career disrupting. Um, Uh, so yeah, it's a good one. Um, but, Jamie, to your prompt of scariest scene, I know we talked about this with the pool party episode, but that Super 8 film with the the, the pool party is fucking disabling uh, for one's <laughs> senses. Yeah,
1: I have to say, they are all, upon this rewatch, they are all very disturbing in their own way. The one that kind of got me this time was the lawnmower. God and that, like, it. jump he does where he's like, Oh God, I have to chug my whiskey bottle. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh dude. Yeah. And he's like, he's descending in his, in, into his own madness. Yeah, like, is this guy just a drunk? Like what's happening here? Um, They
1: make that a theme too, where like he has to explain to his wife and then to the cop, like, no, I'm I'm not a
0: drunk. Yeah. to, To Maddie's point of like, there's nothing worse than the idea of being, uh, feeling like you're not reputable and experiencing something that's like clearly fucked and horrifying. And it's like, Yeah. Okay. Yes, I did have one bottle of whiskey last (laughs) night. I did have one full bottle. It's fine, but listen. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jamie, thoughts on Sinister? Dude,
1: so like, I it's one of those movies I notice something new every time, you know. Yeah. And also, when he starts watching those Super Eight tapes, you almost get like a Clark Griswold vibe. Like you can't help. He should have a pink
0: like. Condom hat, turban, on. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> whatever he's wearing in Christmas vacation. You
1: instantly, oh, yeah, I'm the attic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, he's yes. up in the attic. <laughs> you instantly are just like, this is beyond. And so, Maddie, to your point, in the 2000s, those early mid 2000s, you were like, everything that came out was like, okay, you're just trying too hard. This isn't scary. Um, this is just shitty. This movie, I went into it with that exact thing. It's not shitty and it's not it's not trying too hard. It it really
0: is like No, you go into it, you're like, Oh, here's another
1: one. Yeah, here we go again. And you're right, Ethan Hawke, it's like this isn't gonna be scary. Um, no, it is, and it's really it's really disturbing. Um and if you haven't seen this one, which you have not, um, I
0: one hundred percent recommend it. All right. Well, Matty, I hate to say this sentence, but uh let's head Shoot. to to your last one.
1: No, no <laughs>
2: no so so, <laughs> so I think it is worth noting that I definitely stole this one from you guys that's okay because I was having such a difficult time coming up with a third film. I was having a difficult time coming up with one two and three films <laughs> um, for this list um but when you mentioned um, the, well the, the my, my pick would be and and thank you for letting me steal this this choice because it really is a good choice. And um, one I agree with as well is uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe.
4: he needs my help right now 11 o'clock I'm all yours subject is in her mid to
2: late 20s hair and that movie is brilliant um it's it's terrifying and again like a lot of the films we've talked about there's there's the underlying subject matter of of grief and loss but also slow burning tension building um you're just you can't you can't look away from the screen, but you constantly want to because you're waiting for something to move and and creep and jump at you, and it never does when you think it's going to. And um, uh, in terms of we I mean, most of the films we've talked about, I think all of them are are no older than twenty ish years. You know, so I consider that new in in my mind. Um, and so again, for like a new ish film to be as scary as it is, is, uh, I find sometimes a, a rarity. And this is one of those cases where they just did absolutely everything right. And it still holds up. And and when I had to rewatch it for this podcast, um, my palms were like sweating the whole time
3: <laughs> watching
2: it. I'm, I'm sitting here in my office when I watch these movies. Um, and I don't know if you guys know, but like you can see behind me, I have like, that's the back door to the backyard. And I live in like a rather, foresty area next to an escarpment so i'm always waiting for something to like claw at that door or jump up at that door all the time and so when i'm sitting here at night watching any of these movies it's been horrific but um but that one especially yeah it was uh i'm rambling at this point but no it's um it's brilliant and it's terrifying
0: this was the one my my wife turned the lights off um while i was watching Um, Ah, yes you were saying earlier yeah yeah and and Listen man, if you needed uh to borrow anything from either of us, you can have it. So, we're we're glad to 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 let you have this <laughs> well, one cuz it. it's it's a great fucking pick. Um but I I my wife and I both really enjoy this movie and our buddy uh Chris Garofalo, who's another fantastic uh graphic designer made a glow-in-the-dark print of this film, which is actually sitting right over there. Maddie. you can't see it, but Jamie and I are looking at it. Yeah. Um, it's an amazing Yeah, print. I know
2: Chris. He's, he's a great dude.
0: Oh, oh, so good. As good as yeah. they come. Love that. Yeah, love that one line. of the kindest. You know one what's
2: funny
1: is kindest. we had him on our show, and um, he actually reached out to us, and then he was like, well, you know, I saw that you guys had uh, Maddie Tobin on, so yeah. I was like, well. <laughs> we we're like, yeah, well.
2: <laughs> great. great. I haven't Thank seen you. him in a long time, but yeah, I miss that dude. He's great. And yeah, we
1: love that guy. We drank way too many beers like virtually with him. That was one of those <laughs> things where I was like,
2: Yeah, first time I saw him, he was in the hotel like like ice bucket area and I was like, Chris, and he's like, huh? I was like, Maddie, and he's like, Dude! and then we consisted of drinking the night away. So
0: yeah. that's <laughs> yeah, and that happened to us real hard uh with him on like a Tuesday. We we're like Every we time t-
1: t- we talked to him, because we did a prelim call yeah. that lasted like Typically our prelim calls with guests is like, it could be anywhere from like five to th- five minutes to 30 minutes. Typically with him, it was like three hours, just the prelim, yeah. just the preliminary call.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And by the end it was like, so why don't, why do you feel like your dad doesn't love you?
1: Like,
2: <laughs> I, just saw, I just
0: learned your name.
2: <laughs> those No, those are the best phone calls. Like when, when you, when you meet a new person and, and you get that deep into stuff, it's just like, ah, uh, You're
0: good. You're one of the good ones. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Fucking love that guy. He was
1: like pulling out reserve craft beers from the (laughs) the special cooler that he has. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so he did a print for this movie, um, which verifies uh, how much we we absolutely love it. Um, But this is a good one. It does. It it builds that tension. It it reflects super hard on, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations of life. Uh, you know, the Emil, uh, Emil Hirsch character is, is struggling with like breaking bad news to his dad, which he never gets, you know, never gets to do, I guess, uh, um, star power in this movie. Yeah. My boy,
1: Brian Cox, yeah.
0: Brian Cox, the star of trick or treat. Yeah.
1: Wilkins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, this movie's so good and it, it really is, um, causes one to kind of pause and deal with uh reality in in many different ways uh as yeah. the story begins to manifest I don't want to spoil too much but yeah uh, uh, this is certainly an unsung hero uh 2016. this
1: is an underrated very underrated very movie. yeah which yeah. is
0: weird because like we said with the star power you know
1: again
2: oh, yeah. this, this it reminds me a little bit of the evil dead situation where when when this movie was being marketed I heard about it all the time and it was marketed from kind of from a prestigious sort of place. It came up, you know, how am I trying to say this now? Um, it had a really great reputation of being a a great film and it's all anybody talked about for, for quite a while. And, and even the reviews were glowing, but then again, kind of disappeared, you know, and I forgot about it too, which is why when you brought it up, I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. 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 That movie was fantastic. You know,
1: um,
0: And I feel like we kind of happened upon it on accident. Um, I remember watching it with my wife. uh, Just like randomly, we were like, oh, this looks scary. And we watched it and we were honestly like clutching each other on the couch. um, Yeah. By the end. And yeah, this is this was a certainly a good one.
2: And here's the thing is like and I was going to bring this up when you guys were talking about um, the taking of Deborah Logan. Like, I think this film's biggest issue was its title. If, if there's a reason why anybody hasn't watched it, but has heard of it, but hasn't watched it, it's its title because it falls into this trope around that same time frame we were talking about before, where you have like the exorcism of Emily Rose, the taking of Deborah Logan, the autopsy of Jane Doe, the this of this sort of you know it was always the the something of this old fashioned name, yeah, and it became this, and so much so that the taking of Deborah Logan when that got put on Netflix, they dropped Deborah Logan. Off the name of it. I don't know if oh. you guys remember that. and changed the name to just The Taking.
1: Dude, no, I didn't.
2: Because, I and I believe it's because of this issue, like people were associating this with a lot of sort of um, indie B films that were, um, you know, using those, those types of titles because they intrigued, I don't know, because they sounded like pop, more popular film titles. You know how when you go to the video store and you'll, like, the movie 300 will come out, but then there'll be, like, the one-off... You know, 301. 300 Spartans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not the same movie, but it's right. got the same font and yeah. the same. It's yeah. that kind of thing, right? So I think if there's any, I think that could be a reason why a lot of people haven't seen it. But, but trust me, it's, yeah, it's, um, amazing, amazingly shot.
0: Also an incredible score. All right, man, Jamie, let's get to your last. Oh
1: God. All right. So this is the newest one. Let's get real fucking uh, it's sad. 2020. <laughs> and this is, uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but I get to a point in my life where I'm just like nothing can be scary anymore. You know, it's like I'm 40 years old. I'm not. You're not going to scare me. Uh, and then this movie comes out. I'm scared talking about it. It's yeah. called The Dark and the Wicked, uh, and this yeah. is directed by Brian Bertino, who also did Strangers.
3: And we try to send is there trouble And you're What a family day. Your mama She was saying things She would sit right beside him just whispering
1: didn't know that until now (laughs) Until this
2: right moment yeah
0: but dude i completely agree with you on because i remember you texted me uh you gotta check out the dark and the wicked and it was in a moment where um my wife and i were like scrolling through netflix doing the thing where it's like well what are we gonna should we go to bed or should we stay up for nine more minutes? Like what, what are we going to do here? (laughs) Um, and you texted at the perfect moment and you said like, Oh, you got to check out this movie. And I just remember texting you back, you know, an hour and 10 minutes later saying like, I'm fucking overwhelmed right now.
1: Yeah. That's what you said to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with fear.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That was a, that was a scary fucking film.
1: Yeah. It is, uh, and also very heavy. It is super mm-hmm. heavy. There's no, this is one of those movies too, like, so we kind of talked about how these other movies, like, um, uh, what was it, Penny Dreadful, what interject, a little bit of humor, even uh, The Strangers, like Glenn Howerton's characters a little bit of humor in there, right? Like, yeah. not much, but a little bit. This one really doesn't have shit, and this one is no. just like, you're in fucking hot-ass Texas- and it's gonna be relentless the entire movie. There's gonna be sheep bang like the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> like you're gonna be uncomfortable.
2: You're it's it's unnerving from start to finish. Yep. Like you don't you don't get there's not a moment to kinda of levity at all.
1: No. And I, But I was, it's
2: not um and it's dark, but it's not like uh but it's I don't wanna say entertaining, but it, it works. It's not like fuck this is killing me slowly. It's like it keeps you riveted.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Texas though? I feel like it's like no, no place USA, Texas. Yeah. Oh yeah. I dude, but again, back to the real life horror element of all of this, like this certainly has that component. Um, God, fuck. I'm just thinking about So
1: real quick. I just realized we didn't do a synopsis. If you haven't seen this movie, it's uh, about a family in Texas. Um, the, Dad is on his deathbed in the house. The wife, the mother, is dealing with it by herself. The children who are well into their adulthood uh, decide to come down. The brother and sister come down to kind of help, you know, get the dad in the ground, I guess, essentially. Uh, But the mother is in a bad place, and she tells them, like, you shouldn't have come. I'm dealing with some stuff here. Um, She's totally not herself. What they don't realize is there's a demon uh, possessing the house, I guess they don't, they, they never really kind of clarify who or what the demon is possessing. Uh, but it's certainly that family. And so the, the kids kind of come in and they're in a bad deal. Um, everything around them is pretty dark. Uh, the, I'm not going to do spoilers. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know that a lot of people watch this one, but do you guys have a, um, any like, I don't know, thoughts on this one? Like, scary scenes or
2: it's hard it's kind of hard to talk about this one without spoiling anything i have one scene in in particular um and it's not that it was scary in terms of like a jump scare and i won't describe the scene because i don't want to spoil it for anybody because it is a really good 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 film um but i'll say the kitchen the kitchen scene um how do i describe it to you cutting carrots the latter half of the film
0: oh okay
2: Hmm.
1: Kitchen scene. Later. I need, I need more detail.
2: Um. Um. Our second character. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A brother It involves a brother in a kitchen.
1: Oh yeah, no, yeah. I got gotcha. you.
0: When yep. he returns home, yeah. Oh, oh, in his kitchen. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. that's got to be what he's referring to. <sighs> Dude. Yeah. Wor- worst. Uh, worst scene of the movie for sure. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That and moment. I literally had to.
2: I, I won't lie. When I watched. Mm. The first part of that scene. And in my brain, I was like, I know it's coming right now. Yeah. And so I literally had to do this. Yeah. And kind yeah. of like kind of like peek through my fingers. You yep. know what I mean? But like, okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And then when said scene kind of ended, it's the the sort of consequence of this that scene that I think is the most upsetting and, and scary.
0: Agreed. And it's interesting, too, because, like, as the main character, um, the daughter, is, like, all these things are happening where people in her periphery are kind of going away, Mm -hmm. (laughs) for lack of a better term. Uh, You are witnessing them going away, and then you are also witnessing her absorbing the information that they've gone away. And that is so fucking terrifying. Um, Yeah. And. It's interesting because scene after scene, it's like her absorbing bad news essentially and watching her fantastic acting of dealing with absorbing that bad news. And then the one scene where she like the daughter of somebody comes to the house and is like, Hey, grandpa, grandpa, (laughs) you know, killed himself last night or whatever the fuck. Uh, And then she's like, Oh, that's terrible news. Do you want to come inside that sequence? When like that young girl comes in and then is like,
1: you're talking about the granddaughter of Charlie.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sequence. That's my scariest scene. Yeah, Yeah. dude. It's so so scary. It is so scary. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's so well shot.
1: And like you cut, the thing is, at that point, you kind of know what to expect, but you don't because of the priest.
0: Because that the, had happened already, yeah?
1: Yes. Yeah. And the second time we see the priest is the scariest, one of the scariest to me, but the granddaughter still to me is the... I almost picked that one, yeah. Yeah. Either one the could priest. be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote in my notes for the scariest uh, granddaughter and priest because they're both fucking <laughs> I see, scary. Well, I see it written it's, right here. <laughs>
2: They kind of trick you because, like you said, you already experienced that scene with the pri- the priest, and so when the granddaughter comes to the door, you kind of don't expect it to happen again.
1: Right? Exactly. Yeah.
2: Do you know what I mean? So when it does, like, because I was fully expecting the the granddaughter of Charlie to have to like deal with the sister's crazy, and that was the sister was going to be the scary one. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. she yeah. was going to do something that was going to like set off a bunch of red flags, but it didn't. And so I was like, that's smart. Like, yeah, they did the same thing twice, but I wasn't expecting it the second time. So it's, I kind of was expecting it with the priest. I won't lie from like the first shot where we meet him in the house. Yeah. And I was like, eh, something's skewed (laughs) here. But that second time I was like, whoa, fuck, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, When that priest is like, yeah, come outside. It's like, no, I I won't. No, I won't. (laughs) Oh, that was so, that was so. Oh God. um God. I'm getting, I have chills right now. I'm, I won't. Yeah. yeah. yeah I
2: won't. Again, dude, my, that back door is right there. That's all I think of. It's like, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, dude
2: The oh, sister's like, wait and, like wait. and he's like, don't wait. You're like, Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, that's this. this movie's fucking scary. Yeah. This yeah, movie is, this scary. is scary. Yep.
0: And what's I, funny I is, I was
2: lucky though, to watch a few of them like during the day because no one's here. So yeah. during the day, like the kids are at school. So I was but a few of them I had to watch at night and after everyone went to bed. So it was a little, that was one of them. And I was just like, fuck.
1: I'm sure you guys can relate to this too. I I think scary movies, you and you and me could watch the same movie, but you watched it during the day or while you were on your phone or with a friend and it just wasn't the same experience for you as it was for John in his basement, you know, with the lights off. Like, they're, like, I really encourage anyone yeah. who's going to go watch these movies that they haven't seen, like, do it right. Like, fucking light a pumpkin candle, shut all the lights off, open a window, yeah. watch this shit too close to the window where you're going to have to close it halfway through. Um, yeah, that's the only way to do scary movies, in my opinion.
2: Well, it's kind of like the same sort of logic for when something's genuinely funny. Like, you, you know that something is funny to you when you're alone. And you watch something funny and you, and you laugh and you're yeah. by yourself because there's no one to kind of gauge that humor off of to be, to find funny, you know, like, and this is kind of the same thing with horror films. Like if you sit and watch it by yourself, you're going to know whether or not it's really legitimately scary because yeah. you're alone. So it's, it's an untainted reaction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also for a lot of these movies, <clears throat> I was telling my wife, like they weren't, even though maybe I thought they were really scary the first time, like Strangers, for instance, like upon this rewatch, I wasn't necessarily scared. I was just like depressed. Um, and that's mm-hmm. how I felt with several of these movies after a rewatch. It was like, this movie's scary, but now that I'm rewatching it, it's not scary. It's just sad and Yeah. depressing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dark mm-hmm. and the Wicked, like this is my third time watching it. It's still fucking scary.
0: Yeah. I actually forgot about the film and when you said have you watched that i was like i think and then when i when i looked at the cover i was like oh no that was that goddamn that was this is the second time you've had me watch this movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's
2: my you know when when you guys were asking me to to pick through scary movies like i mean there's probably you know at at least a dozen that i could have come up with off the top of my head but my whole angle was like okay well we're doing this podcast and like horror fans are going to be listening and i got i got a. Have some sort of credibility here. <laughs> like I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't. You know, I can't say The Exorcist, and I can't. You know, yep. These types of things. that I have to pick something that's niche and and a little bit that maybe people haven't heard of, and 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 um, send people on a, a sort of journey of, of ch- discovering these movies they probably otherwise wouldn't have. Um, but I'm kind of glad that I picked the movies I did now because some of the ones you guys suggested, like Penny Dreadful and, and The Dark and the Wicked, and it's like. Um, those those are like almost like niche enough. Like I think like people get a nice little treat with those two that they most people probably haven't heard of. Because like I, I hadn't, you know, and I consider myself a big horror fan. So
3: um
2: nice. Yeah.
1: Did well, you guys have any idea that the same guy who did Strangers did this movie? I I found
0: out today when I wrote it down on this piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't really see a similarity between between the two.
2: Do you? No. I I don't. I mean how how many years apart were they? Strangers was what 2006 or 5?
1: Yeah, so Strangers was 08 and Dark in the Winter oh, was 2020. Eight. Yeah. So 12,
0: 12 years. 12 years,
2: yeah. 12 years apart, yeah.
1: And I think it's a testament to him.
0: You know, there I really don't see any comparison. And he made a bunch of Cisco music videos in between, right? Did he? The Thong song? Is I think he, no. I'm totally fucking <laughs> <right>. Jesus, dude. <laughs> I was like, I really respect this guy, and then it was like diminishing by the second. No, no. I'm just messing with you. All right, let's hit our last movie here. Let's do it. 2014. It's my last pick. And it's also the last shift. Do we really have to do this now? I'm I'm literally about to start my first shifts. Anybody in here?
4: You are the lucky rookie to work the very last shift in this mausoleum. All 911 calls have been rerouted to the new station, so it should be quiet.
1: (sighs) I forgot we had this. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I couldn't
2: find this movie anywhere to save my life. Oh,
0: man, I'm sorry. Yeah, um,
1: that sucks, man. No, it's so you, okay. So I feel like I you guys it. down. So you've never seen this? I have not seen this oh, at man. all. All
0: right, this is a it's a scary one. Um, yeah, so, what's the story, John? Yeah, essentially it's like a rookie, a rookie cop who's on her first day um, has like her very first shift as a police officer um, and she... Serves her first shift in the last night of a closing police station precinct. Yeah, so like the 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 closing precinct.
1: They just have some like evidence left behind that like well, needs guarded, and the hazmat crews coming to pick it up. So, so yeah, there's a
0: hazmat team coming to pick up like this what they refer to as biohazardous waste. uh That's like in the evidence locker.
1: I think he says shit-stained clothes. Yeah. It's like,
0: ugh. Dude, that character, by the
1: way. That guy's scary
0: as fuck in his own right. That guy is an actor. Turn around! He's a cigarette with a mustache. (laughs) Like, a human cigarette (laughs) with a mustache (laughs) and toupee. Like, that's what that man is. Uh, He's like a Halloween mask. He's terrifying. But there's this, like, cult leader uh, who, who has basically like haunted the department that's like closing down and it's essentially Charles Manson, right? Dude, it's, it's Charles, Manson. it's Charles Manson. Yeah. Uh, but again, similar to like sinister and some of these other films, this movie has a pretty solid story, but that's really backed by like horror, horrifying imagery, like <sighs> horrifying imagery. Dude. Um, mm. And they flirt with the whole, like, oh, we're going to impress you with, like, these horrifying, like, images of deformed or or grotesque images. But they also do these, like, blood sack, uh, like, I think the scariest scenes of Scream and the Nightmare on Elm Street films are Nightmare on Elm Street, the body bag scene in the hallway. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's the scariest one. And mm-hmm. in Scream uh three, like when uh Sydney's in the Woodsboro house and the, the mom The mom yeah, the, sits
2: up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's it's like a scary image and they flirt with the idea of like, oh, it's what you're not seeing right now, that's very scary. Um yeah. and uh this movie does that too. A shitload. Um so I think it's very effective. But the tone, lighting, the photography, it's all it's all pretty spot on. Um, there's this like pentagram-esque symbol, too, that's like carved into somebody's face as well, uh, which makes this movie fucking terrifying. Mm. Um, and then there's also this like interwoven again, making it a, a heartfelt like hey, how does this affect the the human condition and the um idea of like general sadness? Like, there's this interwoven story with the fact that her dad was a police officer that served at this precinct and there's some, you know, drama with that. But yeah, this movie's scary as, as shit. It so we had our friend Connor, um,
1: who's like a mutual best friend of ours, and he was over at my house. It was me, him, and John, and we were both like, dude, this movie's so fucking scary and he's like, Okay, guys, sure. And I think John and I both passed out because that's what we do if we've already seen something. <laughs> and the next morning he was like you fuckers! Like you guys weren't lying. That movie was scary as shit. You guys were both sleeping <laughs> and snoring.
2: Yeah. Now how did how did because I I did watch the trailer for the film
4: because
2: um, it's all like fine. How how did you stumble across this one? Because I get the feeling that it, it's um, very sort of um, like a hidden hidden gem type of film.
0: Yeah, it
1: was on Netflix, right? Yeah,
0: very super really? super. Limited marketing. I I think the movie yeah. uh, was pretty low budget. Uh, oh, dude, super low budget. Yeah, considering like I couldn't,
2: I couldn't find it on Amazon or there's like, where did you guys did you guys rewatch it for this?
0: Yeah, uh, we you yeah. own it?
1: It's on. No,
0: it's streaming on something in the U.S. Yeah, we found through this whole endeavor for everyone listening, um, that the U.S. and Canada do not have the same. Uh, things streaming <laughs> in the same places uh, but yeah it we was... just got traffic lights
2: last week and over here so
0: <laughs> no uh, we're Jamie and I are of the opinion that uh, Canada is is for the win uh, in most respects however for this film um, it wasn't the case but uh, I can't remember if it was on Prime or, or something
1: yeah it's streaming somewhere in the US um, if you haven't seen this
0: again get, get in there
1: Yep, open a window shut the lights off
0: Get that candle lit. Get that candle lit. Yeah, light. I want
2: to. I want to check it out. I, I just got to track it down.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, guys, I looked up. I found this website called ScaryMeter.com, which lists. I guess you can vote on the scariest movies. I'm gonna read you the top five. Number one. What do you think it is? Number I know one. what
2: it is because I, I found this. I oh, think, you did. Was, yeah.
1: All right, then you're out. You can't. You can't answer. All right. Number one is John
0: exorcist no
1: it's one of your choices
0: yeah sinister
1: yep yep. number two is the descent oh shit
0: number three the car I don't really, I remember the descent
1: oh the descent is whew.
0: that's a great movie like, i remember it but i don't remember it yeah yeah
1: if you're uh even a little bit claustrophobic like i am
0: just <laughs> don't watch the descent. wear a diaper
1: um <laughs> number <laughs> number four was lake mungo which, I don't know if you guys have seen that one. I think that was an eight films to die for film. No, I don't think. This came out in 09. And it's like a... I don't know. I was underwhelmed by Lake Mungo. Uh, number five is Insidious. Oh, shit. And then I think the only other one on our list is The Strangers at number six.
0: All right, Maddie, Thank you so much for doing this with us again, man. Uh, we had a blast. This is a great prompt. I'm glad we landed on this. And I think we have our next prompt picked already. What are we going to... Do next time. Are we do? Are we going with that? Yeah, we're gonna do what? Uh, I think we're doing
2: what? What would you, what would we call it? Uh, hidden hidden gems or, or uh, underrated?
0: Yeah, the horror,
1: un, unsung heroes of horror. Yeah, unsung heroes of horror. Oh, yeah. I thought we were gonna do uh, scariest Canadian neighbors when John and I move next door. It's <laughs> like these
2: creeps it'll won't be leave best. me alone.
1: It'll
2: be, it'll be best, it'll be best. It'll be best Canadian neighbors. What are you talking
0: about? <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's gonna be one of it's gonna be one of those. <laughs> oh shit! Well, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, no,
2: thank thank you for having me, guys. Honestly, it's a uh, breath of fresh air to, to talk to you guys and, and, and shoot the shit about this. And it, it's a uh, took way too long for for the sequel to our last episode.
0: It did. This was a good part too, though. So uh, we appreciate, you, man. We hope you have a fun Halloween with the kids, and uh, we'll likewise. We'll sync up again sometime soon, man.
2: Yes, please. Good luck with everything, buddy. You guys, too. All
0: right, talk to you soon.
2: Lots of love. (laughs)